guys, what's up? This is Lauren Mayhew, and you are listening to JJ Sexay on SNS Network. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. You are now jacked into the virtual matrix. Please stand by for the latest in professional wrestling. I am the master of the middle finger. Video gaming. Chief ass whooper of sorry sons of bitches. And movie and entertainment. Beer drinker among beer drinkers. And here's your host. All I'm offering is the truth. Nothing. JJ Sexy. Riddle me this. Riddle me that. Who's afraid of the big black bats? Guys, good evening. Welcome to another edition of Unplugged right here on the SNS Radio Network. Of course, I am Mr. Money on the mic, JJ, all caps, sexy, grapes in hand, drink by my side, looking to kick it with you guys on another Friday night to discuss some SmackDown on the Sci-Fi Network. Just a week removed almost from WrestleMania 27. Lots of things going on in the news. A little later on in the broadcast, we're going to have uh, Chris Kelly of HeadlocksToHeadlines.com join the show and discuss some of the biggest news stories circulating this week in wrestling. And man, there's some uh, interesting ones at that. But with that said, again, welcome to the show. I guess let's go ahead and jump right into things just right off the bat. No time to waste. Packed show tonight. Let's talk a little bit of SmackDown.
Of course, we start things off on SmackDown tonight with the man who claimed his destiny was to win the World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania 27. The man who won the 2011 Royal Rumble. I'm talking about Alberto Del Rio. But I'm betting he probably already knew that. He's also the first Royal Rumble winner in the history of the company to actually curtain jerk the biggest pay-per-view of the year. So we have Alberto coming out, and I don't know how many of you, you know, again, I'm probably dating myself here, but I don't know how many of you watched, like, I Love Lucy back in the day. You know, obviously a lot of you probably weren't around in the 60s, which is cool. But if you've watched it in the 80s, like on rerun channels, like TV Land or something, uh, then you know a little bit about I Love Lucy, you know, starring Lucille Ball and, and Desi Arnaz, right? Well, the reason I bring this up is because Alberto Del Rio, to me, reminds me so much of Ricky Ricardo. Lucy, you got some explaining to do. I love the fact that when he goes out there, he's able to uh, just use his full body to make a statement. You know, he went out there, he was mad, he's using the hands. Um, I, 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 just, I really get into his character. You know, to me, it's almost a shame that they didn't put the World Heavyweight Championship on him. I don't know if the WWE got cold feet. I don't know exactly what the plan is there. Uh, obviously, we, we found out tonight where he's headed from here. But uh, we start things off with Alberto not happy. His destiny has been altered, but he claims he's still going to get his opportunity and become the world champion down the road. Then we hear that uh, old familiar honking, but this time it's not Alberto coming down to the ring now. This time we have Edge in the back of a wrecker towing the destroyed car of Alberto Del Rio from WrestleMania 27. Uh, the cool thing here is that Christian is actually the one driving the wrecker which you find out a little bit later on. Edge talks about how, you know, he just listened to the promo from Alberto saying that his car was like his child, and Edge says, you know, you need to embrace your child regardless of, of you know, what problems it has. And a pretty good promo back and forth. Basically, it leads to Edge walking down to the ring. We get Theodore Arlong coming out, stopping Edge and making a matchup for tonight for the number one contendership uh, for the World Heavyweight Championship at Extreme Rules. Talks a little bit about you know how Extreme Rules is the one night of the year that the WWE goes extreme. Ooh, scary stuff. So we find out that Christian, man who's beaten uh, Alberto Del Rio on two separate occasions in the last few weeks, gets a number one contendership match tonight against Alberto. And again, the winner moves on to Extreme Rules to take on Edge for the World Heavyweight Championship and Edge's speciality, a ladder match. Uh, next up, we start off with the first match of the night, almost a WrestleMania rematch of sorts. We have Kane, Big Show, Kofi Kingston, and Santino taking on the Core, because they're not the Core, they're the Core. And I think they might have had new music for the umpteenth time. I guess they really can't figure out the right boy band to use or something. I have no idea what's going on with this group. You know, you've got three guys out of this group wearing championship belts, and then there's, you know, Ezekiel Jackson. 
I don't know what they're doing with the core. And to, to be real honest, I don't think the WWE knows what they're doing with the core either. Uh, the twist in this match is that it is a two out of three falls match. The first fall comes when Kofi Kingston pins Justin Gabriel uh, with a crossbody off the top rope. Uh, the second fall happens when Wade Barrett pins Santino after a wasteland to score the second fall. And then in the final fall, the Corre was disqualified when Kane was triple teamed as he tried to choke slam Barrett. Big Show makes the comeback, ending with Kane, Show, and Santino all basically uh, going for the choke slam on Ezekiel Jackson. So your winners here, Kofi, Santino, Big Show, and Kane. No big surprise here. Same result as WrestleMania. What is going on with the Corey? Wade Barrett, such a promising career. He goes from the Nexus to the Core to the Intercontinental Champion. I don't know. I'm, I'm starting to wonder what they're doing with this kid. Uh, next up, we see a vignette for Sin Cara, which, you know, surprisingly enough, gets a huge pop from the crowd. Next up, we have Cody Rhodes taking on Trent Beretta, who basically beats Trent Beretta with the crossroads. Rey Mysterio runs out to make the save. Um, once again, it's SmackDown, so we have to realize that we're going to see the Raw rebound. More so on Raw than we're going to see on, you know, we don't see that on the Raw show. We, we don't see the SmackDown rebound, but, you know, it, it obviously Raw is the number one show for, for the WWE, and you may as well pump as much as you can out of this Cena-Rock confrontation and take away from more match time on SmackDown, which used to be the wrestling show. Oh, 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 wait. Better not say that, but we'll wait, we'll wait till Chris Kelly comes on to talk about that a little more in depth. Um, we have a segment in the back with Edge and Christian in the locker room saying uh, there's a possibility, you know, that they're going to face each other for the championship at Extreme Rules. Edge leaves briefly. And while he leaves, we've got Christian eyeing the World Heavyweight Championship, to which Edge comes in and <laughs> takes the belt and, uh, you know, kind of laughs it off. But uh, we, we see that Christian is serious about getting this title shot and possibly facing Edge at Extreme Rules. Uh, next up, we kind of had a Divas match. Uh, Kelly Kelly and Beth Phoenix took on the team of Lakel, who are going through some problems. A breakup is imminent, I think. Basically, this match ended after Layla was pinned with a roll-up. And, of course, Michelle McCool uh, went to the floor complaining of a back injury and blamed Layla for the loss. Not much new in that situation. Next up, we have Michael Cole and Jack Swagger coming out to cut a promo where basically Cole brags about beating Lawler at Mania. Swagger says, you know, it was easy to train Cole. And uh, at one point, Michael Cole says, let's go for a victory lap. And we see the ridiculous arms outstretched running by both Jack Swagger and Michael Cole. It, 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 does anybody else feel a, a sense of homoeroticity between the two? I, there's just something about Swagger and Cole doing that, that gay little runaround that just doesn't seem right to me. Anyway, this segment is interrupted, thank God, by the debuting superstar who almost broke his damn neck on Raw. I'm talking about none other than the former Mystico, 
Sin Cara comes out, actually clears the top rope this time. Is it just me, or does anybody else kind of wonder, you know, how long they're going to keep doing this entrance? If this is his entrance from now on, I got to tell you, it's pretty risque. I mean, I, I would almost think that one of these times he's going to hit, you know, a, a bad spot and break his damn neck jumping into the ring. It's, you know, it's very flashy. It's cool to watch. But at the same time, quite a bit of risk is involved. And, uh, you know, he almost botched it on Monday night. Tonight it looked pretty good. But I got to believe this is not something they're going to do every time. If not, well, his risk of injury increases significantly each time so Sincara comes out and basically uh takes out jack swagger with a nice corkscrew plancha to the floor um we see a another backstage segment with layla informing michelle mccool that she signed them up for couples therapy yes that's what i said couples therapy apparently it looks like wwe's back to shooting hla again uh mccool says to layla they're not a couple and Layla says, look, just show up. And then for the main event of the show, we have uh, Alberto Del Rio. And, of course, Christian. Very good match back and forth. Edge down at ringside sitting with, uh, with Michael Cole and, of course, Josh Matthews, Booker T. Filling in on commentary. The back, you know what? Look, I like Michael Cole. Don't get me wrong. I, I know that he's a heat magnet. His job is to go out there and incite people to hate his guts. He does a good job, mind you, okay? But I think Michael Cole is becoming too much of a character, and it's taking away from what they're trying to do. Now, as someone who has been behind the broadcast booth and done that for Stampede Wrestling, and even with NWA Universal, I was never so much a character that I overshadowed the people that I'm talking about or the people sitting next to me. And I think that's the problem that they're having with Michael Cole is just, he's just becoming too big a character, and it's really getting to the point where it's it's making for some really bad television. You know, when when you got a guy like Booker T who's been brought into the company to do this commentary role, and you've got Michael Cole trying to own Booker the whole time, it really is taking away from the thing. And poor Josh Matthews is stuck in the middle. So something's got to change here. We need to either figure out if Michael Cole is going to be an announcer or if Michael Cole is going to be, in fact, a manager. Because something's got to give. It's really hard to do both. And again, it is taking away, in my opinion, from the broadcast. Now, you know, a quarter, in my opinion, might not buy you a cup of coffee. But as someone who's done it before, I'm just giving my two cents. Uh, the ending of this match comes when Alberto Del Rio... Uh, gets the win. So you've got Alberto Del Rio moving on to face Edge at Extreme Rules for the World Heavyweight Championship in a ladder match. Uh, overall, not a bad Raw. Or excuse me, not a bad SmackDown. Overall, not a bad SmackDown. I just kind of feel like, again, they're using too much uh, clips from Raw to really fill out this show. So if I had to give it a grade, you know what? I would give it, I'd give it a B-. minus. I didn't think it was a stellar show, but I thought it was it was decent. They're obviously trying to get the build for Extreme Rules. So that's kind of where I'm looking at it. B minus. Good job by all the guys in the ring tonight. And again, Cole is just getting just too much fucking heat. It's not working. On that note, we're going to transition. We're going to go to the phone line, sponsored, of course, by headlocks to headlinescom 
And joining us from headlocks2headlines.com, we have the international sensation. You love him, you hate him. But, hey, when he talks, you listen. It's Chris Kelly. You refer to me as the international sensation. Now, have you realized that Sinkara has stolen that name? Well, you were originally the international sensation, so. I know, but I'm just saying, they stole my name. But, of course, the biggest news of the week is that World of Entertainment is no more, JJ. They've, they've now officially been rebranded. It is now just WWE. The wrestling is gone. Yeah, that's, you know, here's the thing, right? Like, they can say that all they want, that they're taking wrestling out of the product. And, and hey, we've seen them do it. We've seen less and less ring time for all the stars, whether it's on Raw or SmackDown or any other show. We've seen less ring time. So, in effect, they really have taken the wrestling out of the product. But at the end of the day, regardless of what Vince McMahon or anybody else in that company says, the company is based on wrestling. It will always be based on wrestling until the day they decide to get the ring out of the show. And when that happens, then it's going to be like, you know, WWE Monday Night Live. You know, it'll be like Saturday Night Live, basically, right? So, right. They, they can say whatever they want. If they want to take wrestling out of the name, whatever, it's just now WWE. Wow. Now, did, now, did you catch the line on SmackDown? It was when um, it was during the Diva match, and Josh Matthew goes to Cole. So, Cole, how come tonight you're not wearing your singlet? And Cole goes, because I'm not rest entertaining tonight. He had to stop himself and say, entertaining and not wrestling. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you sent that to me, and I was like, yeah, that, that's a good line. That is just the most ridiculous thing. Now, here's a cool thing that I read, it, um, because, of course, they sent, out, they sent out a press release and announced that they're now just WWE, and they announced that Triple H is now the head of talent development, and it, and it was him who signed Sinkara. So if this, if, if this is the way that they're going to go in the future... Triple H in charge of talent is a fantastic idea because he has an international taste of, for talent. So one day when McMahon finally gives it up, I'm pretty sure that Triple H will be a fantastic runner for this company. Uh, you know what? I, I hope so. I really do. You know, Triple H is a guy that I've always thought, you know, had a knack for the business. He knows how to do correct finishes. Uh, he's always had good matches. And I can only hope that going forward, there's some sanity. I mean... I don't know what's going on in Vince's mind. You know, I, I read a report, and you're probably going to talk about it here in a moment, but I literally read a report where they've had to rewrite Raw every show the last couple of weeks, the day of the yeah. show. I mean, that's that's old WCW shit right there, people. Um, you know, I don't know what's going on with Vince. He just doesn't seem to be happy with anything that's going on. And one would lead you to, one would lead you to think that possibly in the very near future, there's going to be a major change. Not that there hasn't already happened with them dropping wrestling from their uh, from their name. I don't know, man. I, it's getting interesting real quick. Well, you mentioned the fact that they, they had to rewrite Raw. Last week, as of about 2 p.m. Eastern, the idea was to have The Rock... No, no, no sorry. Um, Cena versus um, Taker at Mania. And yet, when it comes to, to uh, game time... They change it, they go, fuck it, no, we have Cena and The Rock, and then we have Triple H and uh, Undertaker, Sunwin. So they're not kind of sure. 
And like I say, this is quite reminiscent of WCW. I mean, Jesus Christ, did you really have to book a year in advance next year's WrestleMania main event? Fuck no. I, you know what? I just think it sets a dangerous precedent if you're going to start booking matches a year in advance. I mean, it's one thing. Now, don't get me wrong. It's one thing to be a booker in a company and have an idea where you want to go a year from now. You know, six months from now, if you want to have Wade Barrett, the world champion, and you're building to that, that's a goal. That's an idea. And you execute it. But if you're going to tell me that booking-wise, you've already penciled in John Cena and The Rock next year at Mania 28. I just, really, a lot can happen between now and then. Rock can pull out of the match. He can get involved in a movie. He might not be able to make the appearance. John Cena could get injured. I just think, really, if you wanted to have that there, Keep it in the back of your mind, but don't announce it a year in advance because, you know, things change. And then what do you do when something changes? Oh, well, we, we've got to figure out some last-minute scramble so we don't have egg on our face. You know, it, it's like, it's all like TNA. You know, they're always putting the, the cart before the horse. Well, I'm thinking with the Rock, they probably have him signed down to, to an unbreakable contract. Uh, they, they've probably given him so much money to make about five appearances over the year. So I'm pretty sure... There is no way he will miss the pay-per-view by having a movie. But like I said, injuries can happen. I mean, he's filming films. I mean, as you say, John Cena could get injured. So to announce it a year in advance is kind of... Right now, I'm pretty sure they have seen it somewhere in, in bubble wrap. Going, do not move. Wait here for a year. If you move, I kill you. I mean, it is quite dangerous to... Well, are, are, are they going to freeze Cena and Rock and Carbonite and then bring them back out next year? I mean... That's the only way that's going to work. Yeah, like 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 I say, long time booking can be good, but uh, literally announcing announcing game yeah, next year you go to wrestle now Cena stay injury free, and does that also kind of book Cena into a kind of no like no win situation because you can't have next season next year the Rock versus Cena for the belt that would make no sense. So at some point, if Cena wins the belt, he he will have to drop the belt because you don't want to have Cena versus the Rock. For the belt at Mania next year. I mean, wow! <laughs> I don't even know what to say on that one. Wow. Alrighty then. Now, uh, one of the other biggest news of this week was to do with John Morrison, Trish Stratus, and Melina. Now, according to inside sources, um, and also Trish, Trish herself, uh, John Morrison was giving Trish the cold shoulder at Mania, like not talking to her, like ignoring her in the ring. And according to the report, this was on order of Melina, because Melina felt that that Trish was taking her spot on Mania and was holding back the Divas. Now, I'm not quite sure this makes any sense, because Melina is a heel, they call are heels, why would you have three heels in a match facing each other? Well, you know, let's, let's, you know, look at it from a different perspective. If Melina didn't suck so bad in the ring, maybe... She might have been involved in a match at WrestleMania. Look, I have no problem with Melina. I like her better as a heel than I do a face. She's just annoying to me as a face. Um, go back when she came back from her injury and tell me anything that she did that even resembled anything remotely decent in a match. 
Well, they botched her return when when they when they announced her a bit too early via the entrance graphic, and it's like it's like let's say she done nothing that's like oh my god she she like she's a good wrestler don't get me wrong, but since the return she's kind of gone flat, and according to all reports, she is the one that's actually giving Jomo the heat backstage, because Melina has a history. I mean, if you look back to when she was dating Dave Batista, oh just after she she broke up with, with Jomo the first time. And according to this, this report, may feel that because because John Morrison shunned Trish and was and was very dis, uh, very disrespect, disrespectful to her at WrestleMania, there is likely to be some kind of punishment handed down to him and Melina. And bear in mind, there are there are there are, there are expected to be between twelve and fifteen releases in the next few months from from WWE. And it wouldn't shock me to see Melina being released. I could see Molina getting released. I don't think Morrison's going to get released anytime soon. Look, you know, people know that I'm a Morrison mark, and I, you know, I, I got to call, I got to call shenanigans on this one. I think if he's going to, you know, stick up for Molina and risk his job because they both feel like Molina deserved to be in that Mania match, completely, completely stupid for that remark. Um, I, you know, I just don't get it. Here's a guy that I think is talented that should hit that next level. But when you do stupid shit like this, and Trish is very respected by most of the WWE veterans, by the office, by most of the people in that locker room, whether they're, they've been there for years or whether they're brand new. So for him to do that, pretty dick move, very douchey. And, you know, granted, I got to think there's some punishment coming down the pike. Morrison is too talented to be let go right now, and they'll probably put him in the doghouse and punish him a little bit. But at some point, you know, hopefully it teaches him some humility, and we can well, you, see him, you know, rise to the top. But doing shit like this, you're never going to make it to the top, buddy. Well, you say that he is too talented to, to be released. Well, if you look at, for example, when they released Mickey James or Maria, but the, both, both of those guys had the fans behind them. And in the case of Mickey James, she had talent. So it wouldn't shock me well, to see Jim well, release. Well, to be on the you know opposite side of the, of the spectrum here, uh, Maria was released for reasons that we were never told about, but she claims it was because she was seeking outside projects, had nothing to do with her attitude or anything. She wasn't willing to commit full-time to Vince, and that's why she was fired. Now, as far as... Um, who was the other one we were just talking about? Mickey James. As far as Mickey James, she caused a lot of heat. <laughs> I mean, you're holding up the bus on a tour and acting like a diva. Well, what do you expect? It happens. Again, I think Morrison's going to go through a stage where he gets punished for a little bit. Maybe he'll job to some people over the next couple of months. And he'll learn his lesson. He'll learn humility. And he'll learn in the future... He has a problem to keep his mouth shut. I would love to see them kind of do what 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 they did with MVP and have him go on a mass losing streak for like twenty odd weeks. Because after that, like when when the MVP came off that losing streak, he he was over like, like crazy with the crowd. So it it would be a literal form of punishment, and it would also give him the chance to be over when he gets off, get off off his mass losing streak. Well, no else we have. the thing with MVP though too, you got to take in mind is he had a heart problem. I mean, the guy had a big gaping hole in his heart. I mean, you don't exactly want to push a guy to the top that could die of a heart attack in the ring, do you? 
Not really, no. Okay, well, there you go. Like I said, there's two sides to every story. Yes. What else do we have? Um, now, apparently, JJ, and this will make you happy, do not expect to see JWoww or Snooki anywhere near a wrestling company ever again. Well, yes. at least in the... Sorry, I was Because happy. they've got a new series of JJ Shaw coming up, and they're also doing a reality TV series. And both Snooki and JWoww have told TNA and WWE respectively that they are not interested right now in returning to the, to the, the company. Which is fantastic. That's good I mean, news. No more Jody Shaw. Hey, that I mean, dude. Right now, I, I mean, you could end the show happy. But, we could. Um, That's it, guys. Show's over. Good night. Bye. We're out of here. Now, um, now here's a rumor that kind of hit the, hit the IWC late, like yesterday or whatever, regarding Scott Hall. Now there was a report by, can't, can't, remember, can't remember the website, but. Um, Scott Hall was taken to hospital. Now, they were reporting due to drug overdose. Um, according to the light, uh, lighting entertainment company, who are, who are his bookers, Scott, Scott was taken to hospital due to um, low blood pressure. Right, low now, blood pressure. Because, like, he had, like, pneumonia last year, and he never really fully recovered from the pneumonia. And when we talked to Scott Hall not too long ago, you know, he said he'd been sober for a minute. And, you know, again, I'm not going to say right or wrong what happened. I don't know what happened. I wasn't there. But his booking agent, his press agent is saying it wasn't a drug overdose. Again, we don't have the full details. I'm willing to believe that because we're talking about a guy that missed showing up at the WWE Hall of Fame because he didn't want to put himself around a situation where he would get involved with drugs or drinking. So I'm tending to, to believe the press agent for Scott Hall on this one because, you know what, if he was wanting to have a drug overdose or if he was wanting to get back into the drug scene, then, you know, by all rights, he probably would have went to Hotlanta and saw Sean inducted into the Hall of Fame and been a part of the party on Friday night with Pac and Kev. So, you know, I'm going to call it like I see it. And hope that uh, it it was in fact some sort of a, a a relapse of his pneumonia. Yeah, because like when I read this, I was like, "Shit, me man!" Like this guy, like because your interview with uh, with Hull got quite a, quite a lot of uh, coverage on uh, all of the internet, and literally every single response was, "Well done, well done, Scott, well, well done for, for finally beating your demons." And then after this, I was like, "Shit, no." And, and, and I'm and, sure, and I'm sure that people heard that, and they're like, "Oh, I guess he'll never change," you know, blah blah blah. You know, again, you can't really, you can't believe everything that you read. You can't believe everything that you hear. Hmm. Yeah, and like I quite like I, I, I mean, I, I did put a story about the. Actually, I, I, I didn't put report. I didn't confirm it, but I did put a story, and then let 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 that night. I did put up a um, disclaimer saying that I was wrong. So, if you fuck up, you, you got to meet you're wrong. Now, what else we have? Um, according to according to an interview, Stone Cold Steve Austin said that he could return to WWE and work a full WWE schedule for the next two years. Now, would you look, would you like to see Stone Cold Steve Austin back in a ring full time for two years, JJ? Well, let me say this. Uh, you know, I'm glad that you brought that up. Let me let me kill this for a second. Glad you brought that up, actually. Um, you know what? I don't see him returning full time to the WWE, but you know we're talking about a guy that's been out of the business for about seven, eight years. Uh, 
Obviously, he's he's in a better place in his life. He's not suffering the nagging injuries. Anytime you take time off from a hectic schedule, I mean, Shawn Michaels was able to come back after having career-ending back surgery, you know, five years after the fact. I think it's possible that Steve Austin could come back. But, I mean, let's be honest. Full-time schedule, not in the cards for this guy if he does come back. I mean, why risk your health and your well-being when really, as far as I'm concerned, with the WWE, I think if you're going to bring back guys like The Rock and Steve Austin, um, the best thing to do is make them a special attraction and bring them out, you know, at certain intervals, like some of the big four pay-per-views, you know, SummerSlam, WrestleMania, the Rumble, Survivor Series. Uh, you know, go that route with them. It shouldn't be an everything. I mean, an every uh, event kind of thing. Maybe selective house shows. But I think it could be a big deal for them bringing them back in. But the reason I'm glad you brought this up is we're going to be talking about the WWE All-Stars video game a little bit later on. But uh, I've actually had a chance to play a lot of it this, this, uh, the last couple of days. And I spent a little bit of time playing the Fantasy Warfare. And for those of you that don't have the game, don't know what this is about, there is a Fantasy Warfare trailer that I want to play for you right now. And there have been a, there has been a war of words between these two superstars. So with that being said, take a listen to this real quick and we'll come back and comment on it. What is a role model? Surely it is one who leads by example. Some aspire to have you follow. It is their purpose. I'm straight edge. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do drugs. I am the role model this world needs. Others live their life out loud. A leader by circumstance rather than design. I'm going to tell you a story right now. A story about a man named Stone Cold Steve Austin. Both are role models, but which of these roles would you choose? City by city, person by person, my message will grow. Could you surrender your desires and follow the self-righteous path? Or would you choose a rebellious road of indulgence and defiance? Drinking beer, whooping up the place of hell. The answer lies within. You people need somebody as righteous as myself to preach to you the proper way to live. What I am is a prophet. I think you're the biggest piece of trash I ever saw in my life. You've got a problem with that. I'm not going to enable you right now. I'm going to just say no. I'll drink to that. Does anybody have a cold beer for Steve Austin? Here's the sobering reality that will remove you and the stain of all your bad examples from the WWE forever. Two of the most influential superstars in WWE history. One dream battle. The stage is set. It's going to be two icons face to face in a fight to the finish. When you step through these ropes, I'll stop a mud hole in you and walk it dry. And they'll finally all be forced to join me and just say, Oh, hell straight edge superstar CM Punk. I will hurt you and it will force these people to open their eyes to being straight edge. The Texas Rattlesnake, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin, don't change for nobody and that's the bottom line, the Stone Cold Six Stars. 
lifestyle. Now that is the question right there. Could, in fact, WrestleMania 28, as we've already been told, John Cena, The Rock, Miami, the people's WrestleMania, do you think it's possible? Do you think it's feasible? Now that Steve Austin has made those remarks that he could see coming back to a full-time schedule, at least for a few years, do you think it's possible CM Punk versus Austin might also be a rumored match on that card? It wouldn't surprise me because, and here's the way they could do it, because on you know, on Raw they had, they had a set-up between the Miz and, and Austin. Have those two actually wrestle in a title match. Then have CM Punk cost Austin the belt. So Miz retains, and this then sets up CM Punk versus Austin. Not a bad, not a bad booking idea, Krells. Because that could be fun. I mean, because you you, you could have had a like a few of the guys from Tough Enough trying trying to take out the guys from um from the the, the, new, the new Nexus. It could be kind of fun, and it'd be a way to get the 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 uh, the, t- the Tough guys over with the crowd. But that that would be a fun match to see because. Like say, Austin and CM Punk have been talking shit about each other on Twitter. Austin has actually been putting him over in interviews, saying that he's the best heel in the company right now. But would the fans care for a match between CM Punk and Austin? You know what? I think the fans would love to see Austin come back. I don't know how it would fit really into the in, into the PG era, which is you know here and not here. You know, depending on which day of the week it is. Um, it would be interesting to see how it would it'd play out. I mean, obviously, I still think there's no way in hell The Rock walks out of WrestleMania with the win. John Cena has to go over. Now, well, I'm thinking that they probably have a match before Mania. In that match, Rock goes over. Then you have Cena go, go over at Mania. Yeah, I, I could see that. But if they're really pushing this to be the first match between the two, then I don't know. I mean, we'll have to wait and see. Let's go to the phone lines. Uh, welcome to Unplugged. Who's this? Hey guys, what's up? It's the sensational sequel. Sequel in the house. What's up, dude? Um, you guys were talking about uh, the Austin CM Punk uh, thing from uh, All Stars a second ago, and I, I've been thinking about that a little bit. I've been thinking a lot of these matches on there, uh, if it, if they were possible, would be great to see. But the Austin CM Punk uh, thing is the one that I think would be the best to see. But they really should, if they decide to do it, should keep it until WrestleMania 30. At the most, because if they do, if they try to do it next year, everything is going to be overshadowed by supposedly The Rock and The Miz. Well, what about Undertaker? Undertaker is going to have his twentieth WrestleMania streak match. That's going to be overshadowing everything. So at the same time, why have this one match, CM Punk versus Austin, and have it being overshadowed by all these things? Have it the next year if Undertaker is supposed to retire after his 20, 20th match. Hold off on all the big-name matches until the next year because then you won't have the Undertaker on there anymore. You you don't have Shawn Michaels. I mean, you got to do something to keep all of your all the watchers there. So the best thing to do is to have some big-name matches come up for WrestleMania 30. And if they decide to do it at Madison Square Garden, what better place to have Stone Cold Steve Austin step back into the ring? That would be epic, man. It's not a bad thought. 
it's just something I've been thinking about because um, some of these matches really do seem like they would go together really good. And that one hit me as the fact that it's just that one thing where Austin and CM Punk would do, do a great storyline together. So, Well, you know, the thing I liked about the promo there is that it almost seemed like they edited it to sound like they were actually talking to each other. Yeah, they've done a great job. And we'll talk more about this um, in a little bit of the video game. But they did a lot of great jobs with the Warfare um, stuff. And I really enjoyed all of the uh, Warfare videos. And they did a great job with those. True. True that. So, Crelly, what else is going on in the video, in the, uh, in the news? Uh, now, we brought up Austin. And did you hear his comments towards the sister of Alicia Fox when she said that I have... That her favorite match of all time with Melina versus Alicia Fox. He was uh, basically dumbfounded. He he said, "Who the hell is that?" I think or something, right? Yeah, and um, pe- people were getting upset, um, saying that he showed no respect to the divas. And Austin tweeted, "Let let me get the bottom line right now. I meant no disrespect towards uh, towards Melina or Alicia Fox. Both women are class, and I worked hard. I do get his point. I mean, there's been like years of." Fantastic matches, and you pick Alicia, Alicia Fox versus Melina as your best match ever. Well, because it involved her sister. Right. It wouldn't make it the best match ever just because it involved her sister. Well, but she probably didn't watch wrestling up until Alicia Fox started doing it and then thought, oh, well, if you can do this, I can do this. You know, you want to go and talk about great women's matches, go back to WrestleMania 22 between Trish and Mickey. Those women fucking beat the shit out of each other. They exactly. stiffed the fuck out of both. I mean, that was a stiff match. Uh, uh, I was actually I was watching that match the other day. Fucking great match. Um, but I, I know a lot, a, lot, a lot of people were bent out of shape saying that Austin was dissing the divas. No, not really. He was giving his opinion saying, who? Here's the thing that people need to understand about Steve Austin. You know, just like people need to understand this about American Idol when Simon was on there. Simon Cowell was a dick on American Idol. Why? Keep British. No. Why was he a dick to people? <laughs> because people want to see that. Not, not, not only that. He was a dick and he spoke the truth because he doesn't want people to think, hey, you're going to make it in this business. I'm not going to sugarcoat things and tell you what you want to hear. Same thing could be said in the wrestling business. If you're going through a competition or a tryout or something like Tough Enough, you want somebody in there that's going to be real honest and frank with you. If you suck, you suck. If you're good, you're good. But there's nothing worse than telling somebody that they have talent when they obviously do not and coddling them along to the point of failure later on down the line. That was what made Simon such a great fix for American Idol, and I think that's what makes uh, a guy like Stone Cold Steve Austin a great fit for the show. Well, yeah, right, because you have him and build him on. Build him on is one of the toughest guys in the business when it comes to training you. And if if those guys say you've got talent, you've got talent. And I, I agree with you. I mean, the, the the wrestling business, I mean, sorry, I mean, the entertainment business is tough, and, and you ain't going to get to cuddle through it. So, you know what? Austin's right, and... And you know what? I might. Hardcore Holly took a bad rap years ago when he beat the shit out of Matt Capitelli. Now, granted, he did it because he didn't like the fact these kids were getting an opportunity that he never did, that he worked his way up from the low level of professional wrestling to where he got 
But at the same time, back in the old days, you'd run across people that would want to shoot on you, that would legit start kicking your ass. And what he tried to teach that kid was to defend himself. What he tried to teach that kid is that the business is rough. It's the same fucking concept. Look, you either have heart, you want to be in it, or you don't. If you take your bumps and walk away with your ball and be like, well, this isn't for me, then get the fuck out of the business because nobody has time for you. If you're willing to go out there and get your ass kicked and be talked down to and you keep coming back day after day, you might have a future in this business. Just look at The Miz. I mean, a lot of people crapped on him when he came into the business. And he came back every day, and he continued to work on what he had every day. And Vince felt that he was doing such a great job that he decided to put the company on the kid's shoulders. I mean, I, I, I really enjoy how Miz has come along after the years of all the crap that's happened to him. He's earned yeah, his I spot. Mean, well, speaking of spots, um, now, as you mentioned it earlier, Sinkar... Well, Basically, almost killed himself in, in his entrance spot um, on Raw. And this was because the guy that pushed the champion from under the ring pushed it not far enough. So, 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 so instead of going across, like over the rope, he had to go up and then over. And that almost caused him to break his neck. Well, in, 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 in defense of the guy that was under the ring, he was distracted by Rigo44 on the outside with the WrestlingNewsLive.tk sign. <laughs> Yeah, he was there going now where the without sign. But could you imagine if, if it went wrong, like he could like Sinkara could have became the new shock master, became the new joke. Like it's it's pretty lucky that that, that Sinkara knows how to adjust that in midair. Because that could have went horribly wrong. I you know what, I hope the guy has a great future in the company. I really do. I actually I mean, had a he, chance to uh I'm sorry, Crowley. Um I had a chance to watch some of uh, Sinkara's CMLL matches. Um, and he was, um, some of his stuff he was doing on his entrance when he jumped the, the ropes, uh, he was doing flips in the air. He was doing twists. Uh, I even saw a, um, a corkscrew flip over the ropes uh, into the ring. So he's got some good uh, flexibility when he's doing that stuff. So, I mean, he, what happened on Monday kind of sucks. But I mean, he apparently he did a great intro on um, SmackDown, so I'm definitely happy uh, that they got that figured out. Go ahead, Crowley. Yeah. Like, what else we have now? Um, yesterday was the final WWE Superstars on WGN, um, and apparently it will now air on YouTube, which makes little sense. But hey, <laughs> that show's going to it will on YouTube. Really? Yes. Yeah, Yes, because um, they plan on, they plan on keeping it in like um, England that shit because it has because it has international clearance. But in America, it will be end up on YouTube. So they're not even going to put it on WWE dot com. It's on YouTube. Wow, that's, that's awesome. Plan. You know what? WWE talks about how they're branching out to be at this entertainment conglomerate. Well, you know what? I gotta say, epic fail on superstars. When this program debuted on WGN, it was supposed to have, you know, your premier superstars like Randy Orton and Triple H, John Cena. That was the bill of goods they sold to WGN. And then within, what, three weeks, it became the, you know, lower card. You had Zack Ryder. You had Tyson Kidd. You had, uh, you know, D.H. Smith all wrestling on the show. Santino. 
guys like Tyler Rex. You know, I mean, this, this has been a focal point of this show for the longest point in time. So can you blame WGN for being upset that they were promised and sold a bill of goods and they decided to, re- to uh, you know, not renew the contract because of it? I mean, wow, what a great entertainment conglomerate you guys are. You can't even bring your main stars to the program that you promised you'd bring. You know, fail. A quick trivia, a quick trivia question for the chat room. What was the first main event on WWE Superstars? I have no now, idea. Now you you mentioned Zack Ryder. Have you yet, have you yet to see his his um his show on YouTube? Uh, it's freaking hilarious. I've seen a couple episodes. It's pretty funny. It's good stuff. Like that guy should be on Raw, and if he gets released, I will riot because, like, I remember back to back on his days on ECW. That guy was actually over with the crowd. Okay, mainly because of his uh, entrance song. But he is funny as hell. Like. This week he was talking about um, he was talking about um, uh, never being pushed and and and, and he's like um, no one pushes me no one no one no one pushes me literally no one pushes me and it was fucking funny because of course he's referencing the fact that he never had a push within the WWE and well, there was uh, the edge heads. yeah weren't they weren't they the co tag champions at one point they yeah, were the they, they were tag champions yeah. Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder, the Edgeheads, yeah. Now, what else do we have? Now, speaking of being an idiot, we've got um, Matt Hardy. Now, did you hear about this reported incident between himself and the guys on Tough Enough? Yeah, I, I heard, di- uh, you know, certain details, you know, that this happened during WrestleMania weekend in Atlanta, that, you know, obviously WWE can't punish Matt Hardy, and if the Tough Enough crew were actually on the main roster, they'd probably be fired, uh, you know, once again, Matt Hardy still making waves in the WWE, even though he's not there. But I think the one person that suffers out of this would actually be Rebby Sky. Because le- late last year, she was actually offered a contract to buy WWE and had to turn it down because of her work with Lucha Libre USA. And now you've got Matt Hardy causing a scene at WrestleMania weekend. I think that pretty much dashes any chances that she has ever we a contract within WWE. Well, considering that, you know, she's engaged to marry the guy, I mean, is there anything really interesting to talk about with Matt Hardy anymore? I mean, I'm, I'm sick of the shenanigans. This guy will do anything to get his name out there and to get attention. Like, really? I, I'm, I'm done with Matt Hardy. I, I could care less. I don't care what he does. I don't care what YouTube video he shoots. I don't care if he goes on later tonight and shoots a YouTube video on me because I have this to say. I don't care. His 15 minutes of fame are up. Goodbye, Matt Hardy. Glad you had a career. And and here's the weird thing, right? He has to do all these YouTube videos and show that. Rebby Sky is actually earning her own legacy. Like like I say, she's working with Lucha Libre USA. She's working with Dragon Gate. She is slowly becoming a star. And and this was before she was dating Matt Hardy. Crowley. She was getting a name for herself. Now that she is affiliated with Matthew All Caps Hardy, that name and that recognition are going down in flames. And that's why. And that's why I hope that she doesn't go to TNA, because then she will literally be in uh, in Matt Hardy's shadow. I mean, as long as she's in Lucha Libre USA and Dragon Gate, she's not with Matt. And fans, apart from the apart from the IWC, won't know that won't know they're together. So I'm I'm hoping that she stays. From TNA because that could literally kill her career. Wow. Uh, 
Now, now my last bit of news, uh, and this makes no sense to me. Now, Christopher Daniels is now officially back on the roster of TNA. In case you, I mean, did I say Christopher Daniels? Oh, I meant to say Christopher Daniels. Yes, uh, so the Ring of Honor World, uh, TV champion, Christopher Daniels, is now working with TNA once again. Now, if I'm Ring of Honor, I'm pissed off. Because what do they gain from having Christopher Daniels on TNA? Not much. I mean, he didn't reference the fact that he's their champion. He didn't mention them that they're wrestling there. I do believe in a few weeks' time he's wrestling a Ring of, a Ring of Honor pay-per-view on the Saturday and then a TNA pay-per-view on the Sunday. So wouldn't you consider this a risk also for TNA if, if, if he gets injured at the pay-per-view on Saturday? Well, yes and no. I mean, granted, the original plan was he was supposed to be working with TNA under the suicide mask. Right. And wasn't supposed to appear on camera as Christopher Daniels. And rather than that happen the way it was supposed to, TNA decided to call an audible and say, oh, we're, 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 we're going to bring out Christopher Daniels. And I don't think that Ring of Honor had that agreement in place for that to happen. So, you know, chances are the next Ring of Honor event, he's dropping the title and he's done with Ring of Honor. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm not. Makes you wonder. Which is a shame because he's been, he's been awesome in Ring of Honor. And he was screwed so badly within TNA. I mean, why would you go back to TNA that screwed you over and released you? A paycheck? Uh, the check I must be don't. good, man. That's all I could say. The check must be good. That's just bizarre. And that's, my, that's all my news stories, unless you got any. No, I think that, that pretty much covers everything. Yeah. We got everything. We got the word wrestling gone from the WWE. We've, we've got Molina getting Jemo and he. Matt Hardy beating up tough enough and then goes back in TA. That's really it. So I tell you what, we'll, we'll take some phone calls if anybody wants to comment on the wrestling portion of the show. Before we hit that commercial break, of course, you know the number 501-588-7957. Or, of course, if you're in the chat and you want a toll-free call, just click the, uh, the little widget there, and it's a uh, Google Voice call. Costs you nothing. It's free. Now, apparently, The Rock won't be at uh, Raw this Monday night because he's going to Brazil to promote the um, debut of Fast Five. Yeah, you won't see Rock again until, like, SummerSlam. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I said this a few weeks ago. They probably have him on, like, a five-parent contract. One was Mania, one was Post-Mania. Then they probably have SummerSlam, probably the Rumble, and then WrestleMania next year. That's probably the date they stand for. Apparently, we're, there, there, there will be a three-hour war during June. That would that, that probably be the draft show. If they even have a draft, I don't know. With the way they're shaping things up, I mean, it just seems like there's not really a reason to hold a draft when you've got your SmackDown talents performing on Raw, got your Raw talents performing on SmackDown. Just It's kind of non-existent. I mean, what's the point, really? Hmm. Well, I mentioned earlier that, that they might be having, or they are going to be having a mass releases. Which 12 or 15 superstars on the roster will be gone? Um, well, a lot of people would probably say D.H. Smith. But yes. I'm pretty sure that they're keeping him around because they don't want him to go elsewhere. 
I mean, he's tried to get out of his contract a few times, and they've kept him around. So I can't see D.H. Smith getting released. But, hey, if they do release him, then I guess he can go on and do what he wants to do, and that's MMA. So I guess a release to him would, would probably be a good thing. Uh, I'd like to see Tyson Kidd stay around. I think that he's a guy that, you know, has talent and could do some great things with the company. Rosa probably getting gone. Um, you know, Which is a shame. I'd like to see Zack Ryder stay on and get a push, but don't know how that's going to happen. Molina's probably going to be gone. Uh, probably half your divas. I heard Caitlin might be one that's on the chopping block, and she just won NXT. So you know, there you go. It it is a big shame about, about Rosa. I mean, I was watching her work down in FCW when she became Queen of the Ring. She she actually has tons of talent, and of course she is Costa Rican. Or she, I don't know. She, one of them, but she 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 does have that that international flavor. So I'd be quite upset if she went. I, I would Kyle almost Hawkins. I would almost say that uh, Hawkins is going to be gone. Tyler Rex is probably going to be gone because you know what? What does he really offer? JTG probably gone. Yeah, JTG probably is a good bet. The betters? Uh no they they keep the Bellas around for you know. For different things, I don't think the bellas are going anywhere. Uh, let's let's transition to the phone line. Welcome to Unplugged. Who's this? Dang man, this shit on. Yeah, what's up, man? Guys, I, I think that was Jeff Hardy joining us on the phone line there. He, he's very upset, I think. I think uh, that was Charlie Sheen, dude. No, that, that wasn't Charlie Sheen. That was, uh, that was in fact, Jeff Hardy, I believe. So uh, thanks for the call, Jeff. Tell Matt we said hello. I mean, that, so, was, close, that was close to the office of the Mango Map. That's pretty awesome. That's how cool that was. That was pretty awesome. I was digging wow. that. Now, I'm looking over. I mean... We could get. Uh, I'm pretty sure we will see the end of Vladimir Kozlov since they've now kind of broken up the tag team with him and Santino. Yeah, well, you know that was another rumored release that, that old Vlad might be getting the. Uh, he, might, he might be getting the pink slip. 
I mean, there's one guy I think might be going, Ted DiBiase, because he's jobbing out left, right, and centre, especially on superstars. I which is a shame because that guy has talent, and when you see him jobbing to Santino Morello, it's like, Jesus Christ. And apparently that caller that, that color likes a wind. He, he, he misses his dog. He likes the flower. I, I'm just I'm so glad that he could grace us with his presence tonight. That's awesome. So on that note, I think it's time we take our first commercial break of the night. Come back. Well, our only commercial break of the night. Come back and talk a little bit of video game, movie news, and other things. And, of course, read some emails before wrapping the show tonight. So with that being said, you're listening to Unplugged right here on the SNS Radio Network. We'll be right back right after this, guys. Hey, yo, say hello to the bad guy, Scott Hall. You're listening on the SNS Radio Network. Adios. I have voices in my head. They counsel me. They understand. They talk. Since 1996, Audio Wrestling has been getting in the ring as your definitive source for all your wrestling desires. Interviews with some of pro wrestling's biggest stars. Providing you with a wide selection of award-winning wrestling shows from past and present. Such as Ministry of Slam, Monday Night Mayhem, In Your Head, WrestleCast, Sunday Night Showdown, Wrestling News Live, Between the Ropes, RVD Radio, WrestleCast, and Wrestle Talk Radio, and many others. If you can't get enough Mad Mania, climb into the ring with Audio Wrestling, www.audiowrestling.com, and check out all the real voices of wrestling radio. Audio Wrestling, keeping you tuned in since 1996. Hey guys, it's Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps sexy of the SNS Radio Network. If you're looking for the latest news in professional wrestling and, of course, some of the best columns on the World Wide Web today, visit headlocks2headlines.com. That's headlocks, the number two, headlines.com. It's the official news site of the SNS Radio Network. You should make it your official news site as well. Once again, www.headlocks2headlines.com. Hey guys, did you know Wrestling News Live is on Monday nights? Well, if you've been hiding under a rock... Monday nights at 11.30 Eastern, 9.30 Mountain Standard Time, The Trey Dog and JJ Sexay go over Raw, 
all the news of the week in professional wrestling. Make sure you tune in and stay tuned to the SNS Radio Network for all the great programs. to show you how being a wrestling news live family member and diehard listener can change your everyday look on life. Example, here's the brand new commercial from Subway. Hi, Samantha. Hi, Todd. Do you want to be my boyfriend? <laughs> sure. Great. Give me a melt. My melt? Yeah. And your girlfriend now. Uh, I don't think this is working out. Now let's replay that commercial and show you what Todd would have said to her had he been a member of the Wrestling News Live family. Hi, Samantha. Hi, Todd. Do you want to be my boyfriend? <laughs> sure. Great. Give me a melt. M my melt? Yeah. And your girlfriend now. Shit, bitch. Who the hell you think you are? Give me my sandwich back. Bitch, please. Better be willing to give me some of that pussy before you get some of my sandwich. Shit. Ladies and gentlemen, this is just another example of how becoming a member of the Wrestling News Live family helps you live a better life. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. And you're listening on the SNS Radio Network. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. All right, guys, we're back right here on Unplugged on the SNS Radio Network. I am JJ, all caps, sexy, grapes in hand, drink by my side. 
the sensational sequel, we call him Sean, and of course, the international sensation, Chris Kelly, we call him Crelly, joining me on the line. It's time to kind of transition a little bit and discuss a little bit of video gaming news, maybe some movies as well. Who knows what's on tap for tonight? We ready? I'm ready when you are, my friend. Well, first off, I want to do say something right quick. Uh, it's wrestling related, but it's also DVD related. Um, some news came out today about the WrestleMania 27 DVD uh, Blu-ray. It will have the full um, Hall of Fame on it, including all the speeches that were cut out of the TV TV episode. So, if you really don't want to spend the money for uh, the Hall of Fame and you have a Blu-ray player, go pick up uh, the Blu-ray when it comes out, and you'll get all the Hall of Fame on it, which is great news for me. Um, let's see. News. Let's start with uh, the PSP overtook the 3DS in the weekly Japanese hardware sales rankings. Um, the PSP fell about 15,000 units. Actually, I take that back. The the, P- the 3DS fell by a margin of about 15,000 units. Um, only about 836,000 3DS units have been sold in Japan so far. Um, which is a little over half of the initial Japanese shipment. So the PSP basically saying, hey, I'm still here, and I'm taking over Japan. It is basically a good news for Sony, who's uh, kind of having some bad problems this week, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, the first details came out about Mass Effect 3. Uh, there will be no multiplayer, as that was kind of rumored to be by certain groups, but there will be no multiplayer in it um mass effect 2 just had some new dlc come out called the arrival which is basically uh the last dlc that sets up for mass effect 3 uh it's apparently one of the better dlc packs out that's been, that's ever come out so if you give it a good chance go check it out it's pretty good um twisted metal the new twisted metal will actually be launching this holiday season which apparently the new holiday season is now october 4th so, it, uh, you know, with, with Twisted Metal, is there a chance we're going to see Kratos? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. They haven't said anything like that yet. But um, there's I, you know, a new trailer. Because you know what? I could totally see him driving a chariot. <laughs> you never know, man. With that, uh, that, the fact that it's October right 4th. There. October 4th. Huh? That's awesome. October 4th. Yeah, October 4th. Um, the, the really weird thing is is that they keep bringing the holiday season um earlier and earlier so i'm really curious as to what's really going to happen with that but uh we'll see um gamestop has now opened okay come on has now opened a digital storefront on facebook so you can now buy games check out and buy games from uh facebook without ever leaving facebook so which is pretty cool um but it just so shows how much uh social media has taken over uh, everyone's life. Uh, here's the one I really want to talk about. Uh, Mortal Kombat. Uh, as we all know, Mortal Kombat got some exclusive stuff for the PS3, which was Kratos, um, which was pretty darn cool. But Xbox 360 owners have been wondering what they're getting as a platform exclusive. Um, other than a... Where's that? Other than the exclusive puzzle combat mode, which will be coming out for the 360. The Xbox 360 will also be getting a King of the Hill mode, which really hasn't been talked about that much, and an arena called the Pit 360. 
a remake of the Mortal Kombat 3, The Pit 3. There's also been a report of a new DLC character for the Xbox 360 called The Lady in Red, which will be offered as a free download for Xbox Live users for a limited time following her debut. And there's going to be a lot more Mortal Kombat-themed Avatar gear coming out for uh, Xbox Live. But none of this has been confirmed. This is just massive rumors that have come out from uh, the group Save and Quit, uh, who has basically been throwing up some new rumors that have been coming out. And no, there will not be a playable Spartan. What like what we we can't master chief we can't get any of this stuff we have to be stuck with a I, I'm not gonna go any further I mean you know what you couldn't give me Yoda Yoda really finish him I will hmm. that would be hilarious Yoda basically looks at whoever's he's facing and saying die it well, no, is no, time his fatality like he, seriously he would just like lift him up in the air with the force powers and just like rip him in half. I'm pretty sure George Lucas would be kind of like, yeah, you're not doing this. Judge me by my size, do you? Tear you in half, I will. <laughs> um, Minecraft uh, was something that I've, I've talked about a while ago. Uh, Minecraft will officially debut and launch on 11-11-11. Now, there's another game that's supposed to be coming out on 11-11-11, and that game is Skyrim. Uh, if you don't know what Skyrim is, it was announced uh, back at the Spike Video Game Awards. It is the new Elder Scrolls game that was announced and will be coming out on November 11th, 2011. But Minecraft has decided that they are going to officially release on November 11th. So, two pretty major games coming out. I mean, you, a lot of people won't consider Minecraft to be major, but with the fact that it's got over a million or so people or excuse me, two million people who are actually playing Minecraft at this moment. So um I don't know if you've seen this, JJ. This is something that uh came out and actually I got an email about this saying that I'm um I'm I'm supposed to be a part of this. I don't know why. But there's been a lawsuit that has been placed against EA for uh, becoming a monopoly over video game football and all of those. Have you heard about that? I have not. Um, two guys came out and placed a lawsuit against EA. Here we go. Oh, that's not it. Uh, placed a lawsuit against EA for basically being a monopoly because there's no, no one else putting out football games or anything like that. So they placed a lawsuit against EA, and basically anybody who's bought a football game from EA is being asked to be a plaintiff in this case. Um, I received an email about that today. I didn't read it because, and, and if really, I don't care. Um, I'm not going to get anything for it. Uh, EA has done nothing wrong to me, and uh, I just don't care. Um, but people are taking this pretty serious. Uh, the the email basically said that the federal judge had seen nothing that the the defendants had done wrong, but he will be taking this case uh, very serious, stuff like that. So um, we'll see what comes out of this. I'm pretty sure that um, 
things will things will basically boil down to this getting thrown out in court. Um, new Deadliest Warrior game will be coming out. Uh, I know you played this, JJ. Yes, the, I, I, had, I had fun with the Deadliest Warrior. I actually did purchase that from Xbox Live. Well, there will be a new one coming out. There was a full title. I guess they, they took the title down. Um, basically, it's going to come out this year, I believe. Uh, the original Deadliest Warrior, the game, uh, sold over 400,000 downloads across uh, Xbox Live and PSN. Um, the new Deadliest Warrior will basically have a, a campaign mode called Generals, which will actually be skirmishes between different factions. Um, basically, they'll be using the same battle simulator that they use in the show to help figure out who will win by using by you controlling a certain group and fighting out. So that's pretty cool. I've actually I'm actually really curious about that. Um, there's no official date. I don't see an official date on this. Actually, I take that back. Uh, it's due out in July for the PSN Xbox Live, and will cost ten dollars. So I will be picking that up definitely. It looks really good, so can't wait to see that. Um, two other news stories. Uh, I know Crowley wanted to talk about this, so I'll definitely want his opinion on this. Um, anonymous, who is a who's basically an anonymous group, uh, started hacking Sony this week. Uh, attacked the PSN and Sony basically um, in retaliation for. Their start, them starting on GeoHot, um, was what the rumor is about about this. Um, Crowley, what have you heard about this? From what I understand is um, that that they are threatening to attack the servers of Peter and take it down, um, and they've been. Uh, like they've not like they don't want to attack the players. Like they 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 said that they will not attack accounts. They they will attack the servers and take Pearson offline for a few hours. And it's all to do with that uh, that guy you, you mentioned, Digio Hawk. He um he was the first guy to hack the 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 PS3 uh, to take it back to the original uh, layout, allowing the use of everything that was on the console. And that because there, there there was an update three point two or something like that that basically um, that it corrupted the data of some downloaded games, and it removed the use of some movie, some movie, some movie software that that that, that 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 they that they can't use. And basically, he he hacked the um, the console to allow him to use that again. That's it. I'm reading a story right quick, and I posted it in the Skype for you, both of y'all to look at it when y'all get a chance. Um, it's from Joystick. It basically goes, taken to the U.S. and the EU PlayStation forums en masse, PlayStation 3 users continue to report connectivity issues with the PlayStation Network today. Starting with declaration of attack by hacker group Anonymous earlier this week, PSN has been experiencing sporadic issues over the, la- over the past few days. Sony's, Sony has characterized these outages as intermittent earlier this week and promised that engineers are working to restore and maintain the services. Um, as previously detailed, Anonymous launched the attacks on Sony earlier this week as a sign of solidarity with hackers George Diohot-Hots and Alexander Grafchuckle, some Russian last name, 
both of whom are currently in litigation with Sony. So Sony is basically being attacked by Anonymous, who are all anonymous. But as of today's posting, which yesterday's posting, uh, Anonymous has suspended their attack on PSN. Uh, they haven't explained why. They just say they won't be attacking PSN at this moment. Um, Anonymous is a very large group. No one knows how many full members they have, but there are several people who have actually said, you know what, we're not going to follow this and have actually started attacking the PSN. So we're not sure how many people are actually involved with this hacking. We're not sure how many people are involved. And then non-hacking, um, hopefully word will come out at some point to determine what's going on. I just posted to you the, uh, the, lowest, the latest press release from them. And in that, I explained why they're attacking it. And I was reading the article earlier, and, and they um, not only are they attacking the servers, they managed to find out the personal data of, also the address of where one of the top, the top guys in Sony lives, and they, and they now keep spamming him, so he's now receiving 20 pizzas per day. I mean, <laughs> that's a great attack. He's now being spammed by pizzas. Yeah, apparently uh, there was a report that came out that says Splinter Group Anonymous has a has identified Sony Recon and is going after specific Sony executives seeking to reveal names, phone numbers, pictures, home addresses, email, internet protocol addresses, family members, and other data. So I understand that these guys going after Sony is cool, but let's keep away from the real information. I mean, attack Sony as a company. Don't attack the people as the workers themselves. Well, it I depends mean, because it depends because did you hear about Sony? They've won a case in court allowing them to receive every single IP, email, and location of everyone that ever re- um, visited that guy's uh, website, Twitter, yeah. Facebook accounts. Yeah, who visited? They have all that. They have all the information from PayPal, also from GeoHot, basically anybody who paid for the hack. I understand that completely. Um, It's Sony trying to defend itself. Um, Sony is definitely getting a little ahead of itself when it's doing things, and I do understand that. But I do feel that going after family members of Sony Sony executives is kind of going too far. But, okay, I understand them wanting the IP, right, of people that use PayPal, okay? But when they get the address of everyone that's been on Twitter, Facebook, and the actual the actual site itself, okay, like even even if you just went like clicked on it, okay, they now have your IP address, your name, and your details, right? Why why do they need that for? They they certainly need the people who bought the device, not people who run this website, because uh, pe- people just like doing research are now on that list and now in theory accused of of modding their PS3. And I don't think that I don't think that's only need that at all. They don't need to, They only need to need the people that as he hacked it, not to put it on the website. But that's, that's my opinion. Well, they should kind of get in contact with Microsoft on how they do things because Microsoft actually, when it sends out its reports, when it sends out updates and things like that, it actually gets a little bit of data coming back, letting uh, Microsoft know if the Xbox 360 has been modified in any way. Um, which is actually really cool. Um, I'm not sure how it's officially done, but I know that when they update, 
there's this small packet that goes back to Microsoft, letting them know everything from what kind of hard drive is in your system to if your IP address has changed, what IP addresses have changed multiple times, um, what has been actually modified in the system. So, I mean, if you've, if you've actually gone out and modded your Xbox 360 um, and you've put it on the Internet, Microsoft knows you've done it, and they pretty much have banned you from their services, which is what Microsoft usually does with people who do that. Um, if Sony had actually done that with theirs, I mean, we wouldn't be in this problem, but Sony doesn't keep up with their stuff as much as they say they do. But if you look at what he's doing right, he's not actually hacking and modding the console to gain anything, they're hacking and modding it to get back what they originally had. But he's also so, asking for money. I mean, so I mean, he wasn't asking for money. Excuse me. Sorry, Crowley. I mean, he wasn't asking for money. He was basically taking donations, and yeah, I think the one donation topped out at a thousand dollars. Which but in I mean, theory, in theory, what is not illegal. He's not getting anything. In theory, he's actually just getting back. What we're taking from him. So in theory, it's not illegal, but it's only saying that that he is breaking the copyright the copyright law from 1992, something like that. Which to me, it just sounds like Sony wanting to, to go to a lawsuit, and and this coming from a PS3 fanboy. I think that um, it also does break the um, and the word escapes me at this moment, that little agreement that we uh. That we go through and, and click accept. Nobody fully reads that. The I think it's agreement? also what's that? The user agreement. Yeah, that thing. Sorry. Um, yeah, that thing. Um, when people actually agree to that, they're not fully looking at it. On um, the Microsoft, uh, I actually got a chance to kind of skim through one, and it says if you are modifying a console at any point, um, we will destroy you. We will not destroy you. We will um, ban you from. Uh, the Xbox Live servers. I've never taken a look at the Sony one because I don't play my my PS3 at, uh, too much. Um, but it's just one of those things that companies need to add stuff like that to kind of protect themselves if they do do what Sony is doing right now. Well, Sony need, need, need to stop stop giving us updates and stop and stop removing shit that that was meant to be on the console in the first place. I mean, there's now I. Like for example, I downloaded I downloaded uh, supersonic um, aerobatic uh, rocket power supercars last year, and since update three point two, I can't use it because it's saying that the fu- that the file I I, I have uh, downloaded is now no longer licensed, and that's something that I paid like ten quid for. And if someone was to hack the console and get back to me, I I wouldn't care because in theory I'm getting I'm getting what I pay for. Right. I mean I don't know. I'm. I'm not I don't really know what to say to this. I'm not against it, but I'm not for it at the same time. I'm kinda in the middle. Um I'm all for attacking Sony as a corporation. I'll claim that. Um anything I say is not JJ, what's the disclaimer? Uh that the views expressed by the hosts of the show do not necessarily reflect that of the network. There you go. That works. Um, I'm, I'm I'm all for attacking corporate Sony, but I'm not for attacking the lives of the families of the executives. Um, right. That's yeah. basically my 
my uh, my take on it. I mean, I'm all I'm all for attacking Sony as a as a corporation, but not the family of the executives. That's basically all I'm going to say on that. I agree. Okay, uh, JJ, I know you want to talk some movies, so I'm going to let you start us off. Well, you know, you're all talking about attacking Sony. Why don't we attack them for? taking Spider-Man and redoing them once again. But here, here's the thing that pisses me off about the Spider-Man reboot. You know, they wanted to get a younger actor, someone younger than Tobey Maguire. They wanted to get uh, a teenager to play Spider-Man. And in the end, they ended up going with Andrew Garfield, who was in The Social Network, and he's like, what, almost 30 years old? So, you know, once again, Sony, thank you for, you know... Saying that you want this, but going with this. I, I just That one kills me, first of all. On a plus side, it looks like they are going to be giving Spider-Man web shooters in this one. So it won't be organic as it was in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man. But I'm starting to feel like I'm the only one who actually enjoyed the Spider-Man franchise under Sam Raimi. Minus the god-awful third one. See... I didn't think the third one was that bad. Oh, it was bad. In terms of the way they portrayed Venom, it was bad. You know, Venom should have got his own thing instead of being a, a side villain to Sandman. Look, I, I got no lo no major love for Sandman. I'm not a big comic book collector. I used to be. But Sandman was, was not one of the premier villains in the Spider-Man universe that really meant something to me. When you go outside the Green Goblin and Doc Ock, I'm thinking of, of characters like, you know, Obviously, the lizard, Craven, the hunter, uh, you know, Mysterio, Electro. There's so many other ones that could have been utilized uh, rather than Sandman. And then to have I Venom, who really should have had his own, like, he should have been the main villain of the whole fucking movie. You know, you could have spun off Carnage at the end. I mean, you could have done something really cool. But the bottom line was that Sam Raimi did not want to even do Venom in the movie and Aviarid basically said well hey you should put Venom in here and that's why the whole thing was screwed up from the get go and you know now granted I, I want to see what this reboot looks like obviously it seems like they want to keep it more to the comic books and that's not a bad thing but I'm starting to wonder if Hollywood has gotten into a rut where they have to remake everything uh, I do want to transition into movie news apparently it looks like the Crow reboot has been given a go. I just saw that. Um, let me go back to the page I was just on. Yeah, they are, they're saying that the director for um, 128 days or 28 week, 28 weeks later has just picked up on the reboot for it, um, which apparently is going to be big news. Um, the Juan Carlos Fresnadillo to redact the to direct the reinvention of the 1994 comic adaptation. So, and no, of course, there's no and, and and of course, it will basically be based around the life and death of Eric Draven. Yes, um, there there's no script, but apparently there's a fall start date to start filming. So hopefully, a script will be written and pulled up as soon as possible. Uh, just look in the chat room and. See, Trentavious says he doesn't agree that the lizard should be the villain in the first reboot film. I, I, I disagree. I think the lizard could be could be fun, actually. Um, because the lizard's not really what you would consider a main bad guy villain. 
I'm thinking in terms of maybe doing a storyline where you bring in Craven the Hunter chasing after the lizard, and you've got that triangle of Spider-Man trying to save the lizard from being hunted down by Craven. I, I think that could be an interesting twist. I don't know if that's the direction they're going in, but you know, having the lizard, someone I, I've always wanted to see in the movies. They teased it with Raimi, uh, you know, with what was his name, Dylan uh, Dylan Wells or something, the, the actor who played uh, Kurt Connors in the uh, the Spider-Man movies, the Professor. Yeah, um, I, I think it could be cool, and the fact that that Rise Ifen is going to be the lizard is pretty bomb. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I'm a little tired of the reboots already, but I mean, Spider-Man's definitely one of those cool superheroes that should definitely be done well. If uh, we plan on getting down to... I'm still hoping for Marvel to do a Civil War movie, but I don't think we'll get that. So Not anytime soon. I mean, if you're a fan of uh, of comic book heroes, I mean, this is going to be your summer. Uh, you oh, know, yes. I, We've got Green Lantern, Captain America, Thor. I mean, man, comic book or was not well, not comic books per se, but I was going to say uh, Cowboys and Aliens looks really awesome as well. It does, and some news about um about uh, Thor, right quick. I just saw a piece, and there I want that 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 link right quick. Sorry, um, and um. Thor, the new Thor trailer, uh, Hawkeye is actually in the trailer uh, for this new one that just came out. So Hawkeye will be in the film. Well, that's cool. You know, I, I, I got a chance to see the trailer for Green Lantern, and I'll be real honest. I'm not the biggest DC fanboy. I mean, I, I love I love Superman. I love Batman. Um, I never got into Green Lantern. But I will say that watching that trailer... I think that they've got a perfect, perfect pick for Hal Jordan and, and Ryan Reeves. Or Ryan Reynolds, excuse me. If you get a chance, JJ, um, if you definitely want to pick up on the Green Lantern, you want to pick up during the Black, uh, the Blackest Night uh, start, uh, that's when I really got into it. Blackest Night was probably one of my favorite uh, comic book, comic book storylines along with along with um, the Civil War uh, storyline. But uh, Blackest Night going into the brightest day uh, definitely shows DC is back on the right, pa- right, back on the right path with where they should be. Um, killing off a lot of superheroes, bringing them back the right way, and then basically showing Batman as not being dead um, during the entire thing was one of my favorites. But uh, definitely, if you get a chance, if you want to, if you want to start up on Green Lantern, start with the Blackest Night, getting into that, the prelude to it, the Blackest Night itself, and then the switch over to the Brightest Day, which just came out the hardback uh, a few weeks ago. Very cool. Definitely. You know, we also found out a little bit of news. Darren Afronovsky was supposed to be working on the Wolverine uh, sequel, and apparently had to pull out. And it looks like they don't have a director for Wolverine at the moment. They're still looking to uh, fill that position. However, it looks like the project has been put on hold as of now, obviously with all the uh, the recent damage that's happened in Japan, because they're going to be filming the movie in Japan. It was going to be based on Wolverine's days 
uh, in Japan. And it looks like with, you know, with all the earthquakes that we've had recently with the tsunami, and for those of you who didn't know, there was actually, a, I think, a 7.5 aftershock that happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'm starting to wonder if Japan's ever going to fully heal uh, from these natural disasters. But it looks like, as of right now, Wolverine 2 has kind of been, uh, kind of been shelved. By the way, JJ, I did uh, I didn't know this, but I just saw it. Cowboys and Aliens is actually a comic book. Yeah, it it is a comic book. I didn't know that. Yeah, so. it is. Uh, and of course, the movie is going to be awesome because you've got James Bond and you've got Han Solo. I mean, it doesn't get much bigger than that. Definitely. Um, apparently, there's a Judge Dredd remake uh, in the currently in the process of um, script writing. Uh, they're saying that the release date for that is 2012. Well, you know so, what? I mean, it, it couldn't be any worse than the Sylvester Stallone Judge Dredd. Love the law. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't know what was still, worse. The the acting by uh, Sylvester Stallone or Rob Schneider as the sidekick. I, you know, go figure. <laughs> I I think Rob Schneider shouldn't have been in it, but oh well. Making um, copies. Making copies. Red 2 is they're looking at uh, doing another Red film. Uh, they're saying that release date is 2013, but they're saying that uh, also that it might not happen. So who knows on that? Um, then there's some news coming out of the Dark Knight Rises. Uh, Raz Al Ghul will be in Dark Knight. So, what? It's Raw, or are, you, or are we thinking Talia? Uh, Raz Al Ghul will be in the Dark Knight Rises after all, but not in the way you remember him from. Batman Begins is the tagline from IGN. Well, will so he be ghostly? What will he be like? You know, Ben Kenobi. I don't know. Let me let me read through this right quick and see what it says. Uh, the storyline has been also has also been kept up in the has been locked up in the Batcave, but Pence uh, uh, will be cast in flashback scenes. Okay, there we go. He's he'll be in. Uh, Flashback scenes going back to before the Batman Begins and all that, basically showing him training. Anakin, but, no! Oh, wait, wrong movie. Still Liam <laughs> Neeson, but, but wrong movie. Talia Al Ghul is rumored to be a um, is rumored to be in the movie. Oh, that should be interesting. Well, let's go to the phone lines. I've actually got someone calling in. Welcome to Unplugged. Who's this? Yo, man, it's Jeff Hardy again. Jeff Hardy, what's up? Uh, not much sex It's just, you know, I'm just chilling, bro. Smoking a little bit of that weed. Smoking a little bit of that crack. All right. Now, let me stop. Let me just stop playing. Which was the Pope, <laughs> man. I know. I knew it was. What's I on didn't your, have to do that. What's on your mind, man? Uh, not much. I wanted to call in and put my so I talk about the movie thing going on. Like yeah. I read like recently that uh they're making a Justice League movie. I don't know how true that is or not, but if they're making a Justice League movie, they're gonna have to do some serious casting for all these superheroes that are in the Justice League. And I want to see what you what your guys thought about who should be who because I haven't seen a good Superman movie and I don't know when, and I haven't ever seen a Wonder Woman movie. Then there's the fact that let's see, Green Lantern's in the Justice League, I think, and then Flash is. And I haven't seen a movie for Flash, but I know Green Lantern has a movie coming out. So, 
trying to figure out who should be these superheroes. There's not that many good actors that can pull it off anymore. Well, you know, for Batman, it's got to be Bale. Um, actually, going through the list that I've gotten here that I'm looking, it's called the Ultimate Comic Book Guide. Um, on IGN, it's one of their movie features. Uh, the Flash is on this list. The, the script is currently being written, and they want Chris Pine, aka Captain Kirk from the new Star Trek films, to be Barry Allen. So, if that happens, uh, we're still I'm still want to see the script being written, but um, as far as the Justice League, as soon as I get to that page, there's Green Lantern. Don't care about him. Justice League of America. Yep, there's the picture, and I already hate it. Um, Tell us how you really feel, Sean. I I really don't know why they're going forward this, because um, the rumor came out last week. I think we talked about this on last show last week um, when Trent was sick. Uh, we discussed this a little bit, and the rumor coming out then was that there will be all new stars for every single superhero, um, including Batman, including Superman. Um, if this is the case, I don't want to see this movie done. Um, I do think that if they do go with all new stars, they need to bring in young actors who will actually gain something from doing these films. Um, apparently... One of the rumors coming out is uh, Adam Brody will be at, at will be Flash, and Common, the rapper Common, will be Green Lantern, the John Stewart version. But how common is he really? <laughs> That's kind of funny. Um, the Mad Max director George Miller is slated to direct, and there was a rumor that even the film would be motion capture CG, just like Beowulf was done. So, those were the rumors that came up. Um, those were rumors that were basically brought in back during uh, 2008. So not sure how much rumors have come out now. Um, when I get a chance to go through all these pages, I'll definitely bring some stuff up and let everybody know. Very cool. Well, they want to bring in all new actors, and Pope wants to officially throw his name in the hat to play Superman because you know, I can act, man. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, bro. You don't want to be Black Panther or anything? That'd be awesome. No, I want to be a superhero that's always been traditionally white and just, you know, see what people will think about a black Superman oh, well, or a black he, Batman. The only problem with that is Marvel does that all the time. DC, not so much. Remember when Kingpin was white? Then the brother got some soul. It was Michael Clark Duncan. That was good times. Daredevil. I don't remember yes. that one. Yeah, you know, that was like, Daredevil, dude. Like, tr yeah, it was Daredevil back in 2003. Traditionally, the Kingpin was a big, fat, white guy. And in the Daredevil movie, they, they cast Michael Clark Duncan to play him and ended up turning him, you know, obviously into a black guy. Same with Nick, uh, with, with Nick Fury. My dad grew up reading the comic books, you know, Nick Fury and his Howling Commandos. And... Now Samuel L. Jackson is, is is Nick Fury. It's just you know it's one of those things. It's crazy, there are certain man. Certain characters that you would think they can work both black and white if you think about it. Like personally, I would think I mean, maybe Spider. I'm not just saying this. Like maybe it could, but Spider Man. I think Spider Man could work as a black guy or a white guy. If you think about it, he could. 
I'm, I'm not sure about that because Peter Parker has always been this little nerdy white kid. I don't think I could see him as a little nerdy black guy. Well, the, uh, could you see Urkel as Spider-Man? No. Did no. I do that? No, no, no. Well, I mean, there's your argument. Urkel is Spider-Man. That's hilarious. Um, I just spread this, and I thought I might as well throw it out. It was in the Justice League of America tag, uh, in in the the write-up for it. Apparently, Christopher Nolan will be overseeing the Dark Knight reinvention, uh, along with his wife, producing partner Emma Thomas, in the fourth Batman film. Wow. So. He will not be directing it, but he will be overseeing it. Well, so, that's good to know. Yeah. Well, Trentavious, is there anything else, bro? Yeah, everyone else gives cheap plugs. Can I do a cheap plug real quick? Go for it, man. All right, if you have a PlayStation 3, PSN, then you ought to join the WNL clan that we've got going on Call of Duty Black Ops. Right now, we're pretty lacking in members as it's only me, Mac Daddy, and Maze. But we're really looking to expand the clan so Wrestling News Live can indeed take over the world. So if you're interested, add me at the Angel of D on PlayStation Network where you can add Mac Daddy and Go Cars 08. Cool, man. WNL taking the world over slowly, but I'm liking it. Anything else, Trent? No, that's it. All right, bro. We'll talk to you later. All right. All right, man. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. Welcome to Unplugged. Who's this? JJ, TM Bronx. What's up? What's up, Bronxy? Man, first of all, what's up with Hollywood having more reboots than a machine running Vista? I mean, shit. <laughs> I thought you were talking about, like, Hollywood from the chat there for a second. But, yeah. That's I, what I, I was, too. Doing. But, yeah, I, that's, I mean, that's a good joke. I mean, the crow, man. I mean, personally, okay, it didn't follow too closely to the comics because I have the original graphic novel and I've read it several times. And I mean, wow. I mean, to put that whole thing into movie form would be ridiculous. But I mean, come on, man. The first crow was a classic and you're going to reboot it now. And it's not even that old a movie. I mean, I remember when you used to have remakes maybe 30, 40, 50 years later. It's like, I mean, the Hulk got remade, what, two years after the first one was debuted? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and there's rumors that there was possibly another one in the works and that they won't, uh, they'll try to do it before the Avenger film comes out. But uh, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. I mean, why don't they just get Vince's, you know, ancient world bodybuilding federation or whatever to be a reboot of the Hulk. I mean, that would work perfectly. <laughs> That's a little scary. That is kind you of know, a little scary. Steroid freak smash. You know, that would that would work out fine. But the main thing I wanted to call in uh, about is, um, you know, I don't uh, profess to know a lot about what you guys are talking about as far as Sony is concerned, but you know, when I hear in any way, shape, or form, and I'm a guy who works with computers and computer security, that they're, you know, confiscating PayPal information and information from Facebook when you go to Facebook. You know, I don't care what it has to do with. To me, 
that's a disgrace. I mean, when I order something from eBay and I pay with PayPal, like millions of people do, I expect my information to be secure. So you mean to tell me if I order a action figure that has to do with Sony or I order a video game that has to do with Sony, you know, I, there's a possibility my information is going to be given to Sony? I mean, what's up with that? Screw that. It's I not agree. it's not that I'm I'm sorry JJ. Um it's it's not that it's the fact that um it's it's this let me try to see if it's the guys who are going to Geohot. Um that's the only reason that's the only way that um Sony was going after the PayPal stuff was because Geohot was basically taking donations through his PayPal account. And that's why they asked to get his information out there to find out who was giving donations to him, because then he would try. They would go through and see who um, was getting the the hacks, the upgrades, all that from him. That was the only way, because anybody who basically got one of his flash drives, one of his uh, mod- modifications, was giving him donations. That was the only way he was getting donations. Yeah, but with all due respect, Sean, did they send? warrants to those people's houses first did they give them any notification first i mean i don't care what you're buying we're talking about video games i mean unless it's drugs or a bomb or a freaking nuclear weapon i mean come on man how the hell are you going to violate people like that i find it a violation video games are not in my mind a big enough deal to violate my banking information i'm sorry dude i I think it's bullshit no matter how you look at it and to and about that, by the way, um, his statistic, they are taking data from his Twitter, Facebook, and main site, ranging from October 2008 to current date. So that's three years worth of information from his Twitter, Facebook, and his proper site that, that they now own. They, they now have the IP addresses of people that have been on his site over three years. Going back that, to what you asked, go ahead, Grill, I'm sorry. And that's not buying, that's just you going on the site. Um, going back to what you said a few seconds, Bronx, that they send a warrant to the guy. They actually, um, Geohot took off and ran to South America um, along with the other guy that's in the litigation. Um, they did send uh, the warrants to the lawyers of both of those people uh, to let them know this was going to happen. And then they went out and, and gathered the information. So, yes, there were warrants uh, given out. But Geohot, as soon as he figured out he was about to be taken to court he ran to south america so he's currently sitting down there sipping on whatever they drink in south america pina coladas (laughs) man pina coladas okay there you go so what else is on your mind broxy i mean all i'll say is this what if the purchase of my grape flavored condoms gets out on the net what if my purchase of my inflatable awesome con gets out on the net do you know how embarrassing that could be to me well wait it's already gotten out but i was about to say it's already out brother hey (laughs) kool-aid all right guys you have a good night i'm i'm just against it all around i think it's a violation of you know people's privacy but that's just me maybe i'm uh no i i I, I agree man I, i think it is a violation of privacy it is, and I will definitely say that myself. I mean, for someone who works in a in the federal government, I mean, all this stuff that we have to deal with every day that deals with private information, they're they're taking away a lot of stuff. And I mean, 
Sony going out and getting all this information is definitely a major violation of all uh, private security that these people, everyone is trying to keep to themselves. And I look at it this way in the fact that I didn't visit GeoHot's website, so I'm not affected somewhat unless Sony is listening to this show, in which I would say, you can have my information if you want it. I'll even call you and tell you it. So... Well, That's luckily, awesome. I live in New York City, so I can just go down to uh, the village and buy my edible underwear with cash. Uh, I'll talk to you guys later. All right, Bronx. We'll talk to you later, bud. <laughs> later, bud. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Last call of the night. Welcome to Unplugged. Who's this? Rodriguez, 904. Hey, Rod. What's on your mind, man? Hey, what's going on? Um, why, why is all the hate for Sony? I mean, I don't care. I'm a fanboy of Sony, yeah, but they're trying to stop the hackers. What's about about that i have no problem well, giving them whatever information they need because i'm not hiding nothing <laughs> no but the thing is right the hack is right the person that hacking it, it he's not trying to gain anything he, like he's not trying to gain extra features right he's trying to gain w- what was originally on the console that's like me selling you a car and about a week later going you know what actually i want back the steering wheel the hubcaps and the brakes so, in theory, all, all he's doing is, is using the, the, the technology to get back what he was, had in the first place. Granted, people are using it to hack the console, but his main purpose is just to get back what they had originally. And this is coming from a fanboy or PS3. Yeah, but uh, what, 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 what are they taking away? I don't even know anything. They haven't taken nothing from me. They've taken... Um, there are a few games that were on the PSN that... Uh, if if they were downloaded before the patch 3.2 are now invalid and you can't play with them, there's a few things to do with streaming media that that they never moved. There's something to do with something called links that's been removed. So Linux. they removed a few things. Fun. It's Linux. Um, the ability yeah. to have the open source operating system of Linux uh, built in, uh, installed on the console has been taken away due to an update they did uh, last year about the summer. Yeah, so it's basically yeah, taking away things that. that... On. Yeah, I know when they took the Linux away. I didn't even use it. I got I got both versions of the PlayStation Three, and when they took it away, it was no big big deal to me. But um, hey, I mean, if that if that, if that was the reason people were getting through, that's what I heard. That's how the hackers are getting into it. Hey, take it away. I'm not. I'm not. I don't support hackers in no way. I pay for everything that I get. But yeah, like, but like, I would, I would understand if this guy was hacking to gain stuff. But in theory, he's hacking to get stuff back. So, as much as a PS3 member I am, I'll be quite pissed if I, if I slowly lose stuff that I paid for in the first place. So that's my view on that. Well, you know, it sounds like well, it's, it's a PR problem. If the guy had stuff taken away, they should be giving him his content back. He shouldn't have to feel the need to hack. Okay. Uh, yeah, I understand that point now, but um, but that that's then again, that's that's why I'm not a supporter of the online download content and games and all that. I like physical copies because if I don't like the damn game, I I want to be able to sell it to my friends, sell it to the store, sell it online, get some profit back. I, I don't want to have to buy something that's still owned by somebody else. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Anything else, Rodriguez? No, that's about it. All right, man. Well, thanks right. Thanks for chiming in tonight, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Later. All right. 
All right, with that said, before we wrap things up, I kind of want to briefly talk a little bit about WWE All-Stars. Yes, we need to talk about WWE All-Stars. We didn't get a chance to talk about it last week because, well, I didn't have a copy. Um, <laughs> this week, I do have a copy. And, uh, you know, I, I've spent a little bit of time playing. I, I actually, uh, I really screwed up the other day because I got goaded into playing a couple of matches against... Uh, my cohort on the Causecast, uh, Mr. Charles Shane, who had about eight or nine days ahead of me before uh, I ever even got the game. And uh, I was like, yeah, come online, play. It's a crapshoot. It's fun. And uh, <laughs> got my ass tore up as Charles is laughing hysterically in chat. Thanks, Charles. You're the man. And then it was like, hey, come join me and Matt Black. Uh, multiplayer is easy, man. I'm sure you'll get a win, uh, you know. Four or five losses later when we had four people. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm still doing okay. Killing me. I think I need to challenge you then. See how I do online. But uh, you know what? I did get a chance to uh, to play. I played Path of Champions and beat the Randy Orton storyline with, uh, with of course, uh, JJ Sexay. I made a pretty cool Zangief that I'm going through and messing with now. I even made a Krelly. That's scary. And Crelly's, Crelly's pretty kick-ass. I gave him Jomo's moveset with Kofi Kingston's SOS finish. You know, that's one of the things I really don't like about All-Stars is the creation. Because, I mean, it's basically you've got to choose somebody's moveset, and then you've bas that's basically all you get. Um, then you get to go choose a finisher. That's it. I mean, if they allowed the possibility of us actually letting us choose the moves they have been a whole lot better. Yeah, you know what? I, I would agree with that. I got a chance today to... Uh, I am going through the DX storyline right now on Path of Champions. And believe it or not, I actually picked... Uh, <laughs> I actually picked myself and the Trey Dog uh, as a tag team. And, of course, you know, I the intent was to go up against, uh, you know, DX and take the championship. And, and I was doing well. Up until I, I ran into the big show and Andre the Giant. And, you know, I, I hate to say this about Trey. He's my boy. But Trey keeps getting eliminated and leaving me by myself. So Trey's going out like a bitch in the game. That's that's not cool. <laughs> wow. I um, mean, I've been, I played the Undertaker one. Have you had a chance to try that one out yet? Um, I, you know what? I started it. I, I like the, uh, the initial at the beginning with, with Paul Bear. And I like the Undertaker coming out of the casket. I think I played a couple of matches. And it was like the first day I had it. And I kind of got hung up on some stuff, and so I, I just kind of restarted and did something else. So it, I'm going to go back through and probably play that one as Zangief because I gave him Kane's moveset with, uh, I think, the Tombstone Piledriver as the finish for, for The Undertaker. Uh, you know, you were, you were talking about this a minute ago. I, I really wish you had the opportunity to choose your signatures because I love the Bret Hart Piledriver that's a SIG, and I want to give that to Zangief, but I can't give him Bret Hart's moveset. I've went through and played as Bret Hart, and it's like, Okay, I like the grapple feature because that's what my character is, is a, is a grappler. I use Kurt Hennig's uh, moveset. And I'm really starting to get the combos down with the grapple. But I just, uh, I don't know. With Zangief, he's a big guy. That's why I gave him Kane's moveset. And, you know, that power bomb he does is fucking phenomenal. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But uh, while we're talking about All-Stars, let's go to the phone lines real quick. Joining us on the line right now, uh, my, my co-host... On the Causecast each and every week here on the SNS Radio Network. The Phenom, Charles Shane's in the house. Dude, what's up? What's going on, guys? Not much, man. What's on your mind? 
Sean, did I hear you wanted to play me on All Stars? I said JG. I said nothing about you. What? So, what clean you your ears out. Down? Clean your ears out. Make sure you pay attention to what I'm saying because I challenged JJ. I didn't challenge you. Well, good. I'm challenging you then. Okay. Next time I'm online and I'm playing uh, All Stars, I'll play you. I, I, I actually made a Charles Shane today. Pretty pretty similar to the one that I made on SmackDown versus Raw 2011. Pretty epic. Got a fear of the beard. Don't take him online playing like you played against me. Oh. Why not? Then you could beat your own ass. <laughs> Wouldn't well, be the I first guess. time you beat it's yourself. probably the only way it's going to happen. Only way you can beat yourself, I guess. I hear you. Well, like I said, man, you, you had eight days ahead of me before I even got the game. So, you know, what do you expect? But that's all right. Since the last time we played, I'm starting to get combos down. I'm starting to get better at reversing. So, next time might be a different story. Could okay. Very well be. Right quick, Tim Bronx, you need to stop putting words in my mouth. I did not call Charles Shane a punk. I'm sorry, who's putting what in your mouth? Oh, God. <laughs> Thank you, JJ. You're welcome. But, you know, back to the All-Stars discussion. Yeah, I, I wish you could choose the SIGs, but, I mean, for a first effort, you know, uh, for THQ San Diego, I, I would say that I'm very impressed with the gameplay. I love, I love how fun the game is. I mean, oh, it's I, super fun. I can literally get lost for hours playing this game. I, yeah, I spent a long time playing just the fantasy warfare, just the just the video features that they had. I mean, made me look at a lot of the stuff differently. I mean, the Austin CM Punk we talked about earlier, but I mean the John Cena um, one alone made me kind of John Cena, I believe, and Hulk Hogan. Uh, definitely, I, it made me look at John Cena in a different light. Uh, I really enjoyed the John Cena video, and they did a great job on that one. Um, the Jake the Snake and the Randy Orton video was awesome. I mean, a lot of the videos are extremely well done, and they did a great job doing those. And I really hope that we'll get All-Stars 2 and we'll have just as much in the, next, in the new one if they do another one. I'll say this. I mean, I'm glad that the multiplayer is as fun as it is because that's been the case with... Uh, or that hasn't been the case with uh, games in the past. I mean, when it comes to online multiplayer, I mean, yeah, you and buddies that you know can have good matches and stuff because you're not going to be retarded and spam a lot of stuff. But on here, I mean, I'm pretty much, I did all the fantasy warfares. I've unlocked all the characters. I've unlocked all the attires going through Path of Champions. I did that last night. I'm a thousand out of a thousand achievements, and it's pretty much like all the single player stuff's unlocked and done for me. And usually with a wrestling game, I mean, yeah, it's, you go in and you play, and after a while, it can get kind of boring just playing, you know, through the single player stuff since you've already done it before. But on here, I mean, for the past two weeks now, I've been having a great time just going in, jumping into online ranked matches, and actually having fun doing it and not having to be a big crap fest because someone's doing something totally ridiculous. I mean, it's kind of hard to do that kind of stuff in this game. I probably sound different because I'm on a phone and not on my microphone for the people in the chat. It's just someone imitating Charles Shane. It's not the real Charles Shane. Charles Shane has been pushed into the, the white van. Well, can I have your attention, please? Will the real Charles Shane please stand up? I think we've got a problem here. <laughs> oh, crazy stuff. But, no, you know what? I, I really am enjoying the game. Um, I'm going to obviously give my review on Tuesday when I get a chance to really finish out. I've gotten a lot of the hidden achievements today. Uh, did a lot of the uh, the tag team achievements, obviously, with... The Pride of Scotland, and of course DX, and the Mega Powers. That was fun. 
and the one where you get disqualified three times because you have an attitude problem. That was a fun one to get, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it, man. It's it's fun. I mean, create a wrestler is a little lacking, but for first effort, it's not bad. You know, I said on the Causecast Tuesday that I would love to have those graphics, maybe the same type of gameplay, but not really arcadey. I mean, I'd like to have something closer to like No Mercy, which this is. Yeah. But I would love to have a game like that that's a simulation-based game with this with this overblown roster, you know, with the guys looking like this. I mean, granted, I'd love to have the legends in there as well. But, you know, since wrestling is supposed to be this, this larger-than-life thing, you know, I, I just think for, you know, and especially since it's a they're marketing to kids, it's PG, I mean, why not make the wrestlers bigger than they are and have a little fun with it? I just I, I, think I mean, people always thing. want to talk about, like, real oh, man. Like, the first thing, people see those graphics, and they're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they're doing this. Why, why aren't these guys looking real? And it's like one of the most touted series and games was from Aki on the N64, and those guys didn't look realistic at all. I mean, they were big, bulky-looking characters. I mean, I mean, graphics weren't all that big back then. I was playing uh, ranked matches on uh, WWE All-Stars, and I believe it was someone from Cause that actually got into my ranked match. But we were playing. I think he was Mr. Perfect, and I was the Macho Man. And, you know, we are pretty long match going back and forth, and uh, it was pretty close. We, it was pretty much down to the wire of who was going to win with their finisher. And I ended up doing some combo to him and hitting him on the ground, and then I flew to the top ropes and did my elbow drop and won. And after it was over, I got a party invite from some people, and then I started playing with some buddies on my list. But I got a message from the person, and it said, why are you running around or all you do is run around or something like that? And I messaged him back and said, dude, I'm a high flyer. What am I supposed to do? Stand there and go to toe to toe with a grappler. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of the high flyer class, especially playing against you, because all you're doing is bouncing off the ropes and fucking Plus, the turnbuckles because, and like shit. I said, the best thing to do is like you get online and if you play a class that someone tears you up with, what you do is you go into single player and you play on all star difficulty and you play against that class until you sit there and you play and you play and you play against that class, figure out all the reversal spots for that class, and then go back online. Because that's the thing I like about this game is you can't just go on there saying, oh, I'm good with this class. I'm going to tear somebody up with this class. But you have to know about the other classes in the game, too, so you know where their reversal spots are. Right. Because, like, I'm pretty uh, knowing the high flyer class like I do and also knowing, like, the grappler class. I can, when they're chaining their grapples, I mean, I can get some of them in there and get them reversed. And it's the same thing with, like, high flyers. Like, I play Matt, and when we play online – we can reverse a lot of the high flyer stuff because we're just so used to it happening to us. But yeah, it's that's one of the things I like about it. You have to really know the other classes, even if you don't like the beam, just so you know the reversal spots so they don't tear you up. Well, that was one good thing. I, you know, I can I can say playing against you and Matt, especially you, I started to reverse a lot of the shit you were throwing on me, which was good. So yeah, I mean that's one of the things. Once you that's one of the things that how we got the way we are now is because we just went in there and played a whole bunch of fatal four ways, and everybody just got used to how it goes but i mean if you mix it up and you mix it up just right it's hard for people to reverse everything yeah true that uh just one final note on all stars i do want to say this uh if you haven't had a chance to play the game you know i recommend it uh a lot of people were bitching that was 60 bucks and why are you going to pay 60 bucks for something that looks that cheesy and campy tell you what it's the most fun i've played on a wrestling game in probably years i know it's not a, a smackdown simulation and it's completely different but if you want to have a genuine, fun experience with a video game where you're actually using the face buttons to punch and kick 
and it reminds you of the old days of the arcade, this is the one to check out. I mean, I haven't wanted to go in after I finished, like I said, I finished the single-player stuff. In a SmackDown game, I haven't wanted to go in and play multiplayer and just join random ranked games and create random ranked games. And I can't remember the last time I wanted to do that in SmackDown, and here I'm just having a blast doing it. True that. But uh, that's going to do it for tonight. I've got a couple emails that I want to get to. Uh, here momentarily. So, Charles, anything uh, anything further, bro? Uh, no. If no one's checked out a 3DS, check one out, because this thing, I've been playing uh, Super Street Fighter 4, and it's pretty awesome to play online. Those things make me dizzy. My, my friend took one to college, and within 10 minutes, I was fucking dizzy as hell. Yeah, that's one of the bad things. I mean, it has the 3D slider, so, I mean, it, it does have a lot better graphics than, like, any of the other DSs or anything like that. It has pretty good graphics, so... I mean, you can turn the 3D effect off. You just slide it off. But, yeah, I have a buddy that didn't buy one because it does make him sick. So I didn't get to mess with one until I bought it, and I'm glad I'm not one of the people that it bothers me. So I figured since I'm not one of the people that gets bothered by first-person shooters, I probably wouldn't get bothered by this. Now, you guys tell me, because over here in England, they they are now refusing to give money back for returns for the the 3DS. So basically, you buy one, you suck of it. Is that the same over there in America? They won't let you return it? That's weird. Yeah, you know why it's you know why they won't let you return it? Uh did the story last week. Uh where are you trying to return yours to, to Crowley? It was well not me because I didn't own one, but my friend my my friend someone bought one from Game and someone bought one from Asda and they both refused to return it saying that that due due to high volumes of return they were una- unable to give returns back. Game has bought out all of the um stock that a uh, I can't remember what the company was. Asda. I did the story last week. Say again? It, it was Asda. Asda was the one that game bought everything from. But right. Every single shop won't give it back percent due, due to high returns due to, due, due, due to people getting illnesses. Right. That's probably one of the reasons why is they're saying that all those consoles that they're selling pre-owned are probably they're calling the returns. So that's one of the reasons why they may not, be, may not be taking it back. As for the other company, I'm not entirely sure, but I know a lot of people have had the the sickness problems, the headaches, the dizziness, um, and I've heard that it was a kid in uh, California, I believe it was, passed out after playing his for almost an hour. Um, there's some health issues with it. I'm not sure if that's one of the reasons why people are returning theirs, but... I so yeah, have... I, will, I do know that when when I when you power it up, it does have that warning. Or obviously on the box as well, it says seventeen. Or I mean, not seventeen, but seven and up for three D because they don't want people seven below playing three D because their eyes ain't fully developed or whatever. But uh, it does when you power it up. I believe also put a thing up saying that for every thirty minutes you play, you need to at least take a ten minute break, or you should take a ten minute break. I mean, I've played it for a while and didn't take a break, and it doesn't bother me, but. Like I said, none of that stuff really ever did. So for the people that is bothering them, I mean, if someone's sitting there playing for an hour straight, they're not using it like they're supposed to, anyways. Yeah. The only way you, the only way you can guarantee to get a return here in England is, is if you bought the insurance as well. Uh, the insurance is like an extra like twenty quid or whatever. But that's yeah, the that's only crap. Way that if they're not letting you return it, that's just stupid. Yep, and that's what over here there's tons of uproar because people are getting ill and they can't return it. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about that over here, but if that's happening over there, that's crap. Indeed. I know GameStop's taking returns. I know that much. Um, as far as game and all that, I really think that's because of the fact they bought out the uh, the stock and all that. So, um, 
I'm, I'm really right not. Now, I, I'm not surprised if sales aren't doing that good for this because one, because what's going on in Japan, it's uh, hard to get them over here and stuff, supposedly. And plus, also, a lot of the games that a lot of people wanted. I mean, right now I'm only with Super Street Fighter Four because not too big on any other games that are out, and a lot of the other ones I wanted, just like everybody else, they delayed them until like midsummer and stuff like that. So it's like you have this system and. All the games, most of the games that people wanted aren't even coming out at launch. And then the store thing where you can download downloadable games, that ain't happening until May. So, I mean, it just seems like a lot of the stuff that you would think they would have at launch when they launched this has been pushed back. So that's another reason why I'm sure a lot of people ain't just running out and buying them. There's also, um, the, the I didn't buy it because of the fact that um, I just didn't like the 3D aspect of it. I mean, it, it's too... It's too um, I don't, I don't remember the word I was going to use, but it's it's not something I'm looking forward to. But, I mean, something that's really cool that Nintendo is trying to do is actually the 3DS will be getting uh, Netflix yeah. on it uh, very soon. And that's really cool that a portable machine is going to get Netflix. And if I, uh, if I had a 3DS, that'd be the only thing I'd use it for is for Netflix. Um, but I have an iPod for that, which is I'm very happy with. But a lot of people I know here um, in North Carolina and at GameStop over here at the military, at the Marine Corps, are looking forward to the Legend of Zelda reboot that's coming yeah. out for the 3DS. That's what that a one lot of, ones, of people... That was one of the ones that got pushed back to like June, and hopefully it don't get pushed back farther, but... Yeah, I mean, I would I mean, pick up. I would have picked up the 3DS even if it didn't have the 3D effect. I mean, if it was just whatever they called it, something different, because it does have better graphics. It does do a lot more. The online's a lot better. The whole online plays better. You only have one code. You give it out to all your friends, and no matter what, it's kind of more like Xbox Live where you can see your friends and stuff like that. So the online and stuff like that's better. Doesn't work like super crappy like the Wii and everything else. And like I said, I've been playing Street Fighter on there and stuff, and it's been really awesome. And it's got the kind of set up like uh you would expect with a console you can hit the home button in the middle and it brings up all your settings so you can do stuff while you're in game i mean it seems like it's doing some of that stuff better than sony did but yeah i'm in all honesty i'm actually looking forward to what sony's bringing out next the uh the ngp um the next generation portable uh is the i'm just wondering thing. how expensive that's going to be uh right now the retail price that's they're putting out is 250 See, I'll be surprised if that actually hits for that price. That's a lot of tech. and If that hits at that price, they have to be losing money because that's a lot of stuff inside there. And to sell it at that price, that's kind of absurd. Yeah, I'm really curious. Um, I actually posted to my Facebook, one of my mobile pictures uploaded was uh, a picture of the GameStop website uh, when the NGP was just announced. Uh, The price tag they had on there was $999.99. Um, it was one of those things, and one of my friends from GameStop actually called me and said, Sean, I'm really glad you didn't post the website that you got that from. And I told him that I'd probably announce it at some point where I got it from after the price was figured out. But they haven't announced the price yet. They were going to, I think they're waiting till E3 to fully bring out everything. But um, E3 is actually two months away, if I can remember correctly. And. Once E3 comes up, uh, it's definitely going to be uh, major because a lot of things are coming out this E3. I actually expect the th- the new PSP. I seriously expect it to be like three hundred some dollars. 
and that's I mean, not that bad for what they're putting in it. I mean, they're putting stuff in it that should push it up to 500 600 uh, the price of well, what yeah, the PS3 was when it first came out. Sony, when you can obviously tell when they developed that thing, they were looking at the DS. They were looking at what Apple's doing with the iPad and all the games on there people are making now. Because, I mean, the iPad can almost produce Xbox 360 graphics now with the iPad, too. Uh, because it has the same amount of RAM, it has a dual-core processor, and now everything else, just like an Xbox. And they're obviously looking at that kind of stuff, and that's the thing. But when you're putting that kind of tech in there, I mean, an iPad, cheapest one's $500. Yeah. So, and obviously it'll do more than what the PSP is doing, except they have, like, you know, physical buttons and whatnot on there. But that's the thing with a handheld. I mean, not too many people want to go out and pay 300 above for a handheld. I mean, people were... I mean, 250 is pretty high just for the 3DS. I mean, if you're going to go higher than that, I mean, these are handhelds. And that's the thing. Sony doesn't do a great job right now with the PSP of differentiating themselves from a handheld and consoles. Because if you go to a 3DS or a Nintendo DS, you actually have different games on that system than you would get on your home console. Sony's is pretty much, hey, we have this on our console, but also we have it on the PSP so you can take it on the go. Most people with a handheld, they want a different experience than what they get on their console because it's like, why would I play my PSP at home when I can just boot up my PS3 and play the game and look a lot better on my bigger TV? Right. And that's one of the things is definitely uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what they're coming out. I mean, some of the uh, stuff they were saying they were going to come out with was uh, they were going to bring out an Uncharted game just for the PSP. I mean, I'd have to go back and look at the list, but the Uncharted game itself, the Call of Duty game for the P- for the NGP, was definitely one of those things that I was that pushed me to make me want to go buy this. But right now, with the fact of, I didn't want to talk politics, but with the fact that the shutdown was about to happen, I mean, things have been kind of crazy around here. Um, See, but, that's one um, of the things I think kind of hurts Sony in a way. I mean, people look at that and say, like, oh yeah, that's going to be awesome to have Call of Duty on there, but then it comes down to. Most people don't ain't going to go out and buy everything when it comes to video games. Most people don't have money to do that. And right. how is someone going to justify, you know what, am I going to get Call of Duty on the PSP or am I going to get Call of Duty on my PS3 or my Xbox 360? And most people are going to go for the bigger console. Cause it's right. going to look better and it's obviously going to be a more immersive experience. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, I wish Sony would actually do stuff on their console that doesn't, or I mean on their, P- on their actual PSP and... That doesn't happen on their console. It's already got the console experience. I mean, most people want a different experience. And when it comes to mobile gaming, and that's why it's like a big deal on the iPad and the iPhone, is because it's games or quick games, casual games. You can jump in, jump out when you're sitting at the airport or whatever. They're coming out with full-featured games, and most people would sit down and be comfortable with their house playing that, not something you can just boot up real quick and play in the airport or something and be done. Yeah, definitely. And I'm, I'm really curious as to what... Uh, Sony's going to bring out because there's uh, they're saying they're going to do a lot of stuff that goes casual for the NGP so that they can actually enjoy it. Um, but until they announce and show us exactly what's going to happen, I'm not going to care. I mean, I may buy it for the fact that I want to be able to watch my my movies on the road. I mean, I have my my iPod, iPod Touch, like I said, but my iPod Touch can't do everything that I want to do. I mean, it's, it's a small screen, and I want to be able to look at it for a long period of time. But if that dies, then I got to go find another. Got to find an outsource to, to charge it and all that. So I mean, it's just one of those things. But I want the Sony to do so much with this NGP, but I don't know if they're actually going to do 
what I See, want. That's one of the things I like about having my iPhone with me because, I mean, I know they're going to do the 3DS. I, I don't know how much I'll use Netflix on there because you have to have a Wi-Fi to use it. But my iPhone, I can go over 3G and just watch movies over my over the cell tower. Yeah, uh, it's definitely a lot of fun. Uh, the iPod Touch is really great, but uh, NGP, we'll see what comes out with that soon hopefully yeah they're gonna have to do something uh, other than just what they've been doing with the psp to make me actually want to run out because i know i think it's gonna be a chunk of money right so we'll see i mean e3 is right around the corner we'll see what happens charles still rubbing fucking salt in my wounds about netflix <laughs> oh hey, shut up yeah. netflix is worth the money believe me yeah if you're in the oh, states it really is i mean as, as much as netflix is going crazy with i mean they're actually signing shows that are exclusive to netflix now i mean they got the Mad Men series of back catalog coming and then all the new episodes are only going to be on netflix you're not going to be seeing them on tv you know i mean they're, when they're signing deals like that and they're going to be getting original shows and i mean it's going to be crazy and then there's making deal after deal with tv networks and stuff to bring their stuff on there it's just it's pretty awesome i mean wb's even got some of their some of their documentary dvds on there to watch instant and I mean, I just became a huge Doctor fan. I know Crowley knows about. Well, yeah, y'all got kind of screwed out over that. Um, but I know that Doctor Who uh, is. I'm a huge fan of Doctor Who now. And I know Crowley knows about Doctor Who since it's a, a British show that's been on for years and years. Keep that um, shit up, and Walkie's going to call in and talk about it. Yeah, let's I let's mean, just not not have that tonight. I mean, it's almost like a, I mean, how can you, I mean, the thing is is how can I. Re- really say no to what i mean now that they got wwe titles on their stuff i mean 7.99 a month and i can stream this stuff unlimited and yeah. just watch it whenever i want and have all these various devices that it works with i can watch them on my iphone my ipad i can watch it on my computer i mean pretty much every mobile device you can think of you can watch this stuff on there and i have so many different devices that are usually with me that i can just boot up and start watching netflix at any time and it's pretty cool just to be able to boot up some TV shows while I'm sitting around waiting to do something or boot up a movie. And I mean, it's just pretty awesome for only seven ninety nine a month. See, I, I'm right there with you. seven ninety nine a month, it, it should be worth it to me. But you know what? For some reason, Canadian content just doesn't seem to, uh, you know, filter in as good as the U.S. content. I don't get WWE yep. stuff. I don't get hardly any of the stuff you guys get. I mean, licensing. I know it sucks, but it is what it is. Well, that's always been finicky for Canada anyways. I mean, heck, half the time you guys are on delays for wrestling and oh, you get stuff on different... I mean, did you guys even get the Hall of Fame ceremony? I know you guys didn't get that before Raw. Yeah, they aired it on Tuesday. Oh, okay. See, I'm, that's so stupid that that happens. I don't get it. I actually watched it before the Coscast this past week. But they, they cut it up so bad, man. Oh, man, when I seen that and seen the way they hacked that thing up, I was like, man... Hopefully they bring out the whole thing soon because and it don't take forever or nothing because I want to watch it. That was so brutal. Was well, brutal. apparently you weren't listening to the show earlier when I said that the Blu-ray will have the full thing. Well, I kind of figure it does every year. Well, this year they're not putting it on the DVD. They're putting it on the Blu-ray, but not the DVD of the well, that, WrestleMania. That's the version I'd buy. Yeah. High def, baby. I hate watching stuff in standard def anymore. I know. It kind of sucks, doesn't it? Oh, it does, man. I mean, that's one of the, that's the only thing I would have to say is a downfall of some of the stuff on Netflix is all the old stuff. I mean, as great as it is to watch the old TV shows and stuff I watch, they're, they put the black bars up on the side and everything because they're still shot. They were shot in 4.3 back in the day, but it's still cool to have that crap. All right, guys. Cheers, man. I've been watching Cheers. Cheers. Well, you know what I've been watching? My, my wife's been watching Angel, so I've been watching Angel with her. Yeah, I see that on your uh, name quite a bit. 
<laughs> yeah, that's, that's the what I tell people. people. Actually said JJ is watching Angel when we're. I think one time I'm going to invite you to play All Stars or something like that, and I said that's probably not him. That's probably his wife. Yeah, if you see Angel on the queue, it's well, it's my wife. If you see like Terminator Two or you know like uh, not another teen I, movie or something, that that's probably me. But if you see Angel, it's it's generally my wife. I'm you looking for the name, and you see iCarly, normal. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll watch iCarly. There's nothing wrong with iCarly, dude. Seriously? If, if, if you see VeggieTales, it's because I'm watching it with my little girl. You know, just stuff like that. I'm waiting for the day when it says, uh, JJ Sexy, Netflix, Gilmore Girls. The day that happens, I'm taking a picture and posting it on Facebook. And the day that happens, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to completely say that that is absolutely my wife. <laughs> and the day that happens, Sean's going to look in the mirror and say, I thought I was the only one. That is true. That is true. So on that note, we're going to transition. I've got a couple emails I want to read before we get out of here. So, Charles, any final words, my friend? Sequel you later. Ah, fuck you. <laughs> Damn. I can feel the love tonight. I help you. All right, guys. Let's go ahead and, and go through some of these emails real quick. Hello, everybody. Sorry, I'm a little nervous. I've always really wanted to do this. I have received an email. Of course, if you want to get your emails to me, uh, you can reach me at unpluggedjj at yahoo.ca, not yahoo.com. Again, yahoo.ca, unpluggedjj at yahoo.ca. First one comes to us from... uh, our good friend L-Train. It's entitled Return Fire. Hey, yo. JJ and Crelly, and, well, Sean, if he's on too. Not certain if I'll be joining the chat or calling tonight, so I felt like sending this in, especially for the first post-mania edition of Unplugged. The reason for this being WWE's whole removal of wrestling from their vocabulary, I've disliked this decision ever since it was announced. Regardless of whatever the hell was going through Vince's mind of wanting the E to be more entertainment company, I don't recall people in the WWE right now in any of the other companies on the indie scene signing up for training at an entertainment school. We're training or have trained at a wrestling school. Of course, as you guys, Boom Boom, I believe, alluded to on Sunday, this was probably the most entertainment-driven WrestleMania ever, which I truly or which I fully believed helped detract from the overall show. Of course, the irony of WWE wanting wrestling out of the company's vocab is a sign that appeared at the end of the Undertaker Triple H match that had those big old letters thrown out wrestling newslive.tk on the biggest stage you could ask for that sign was sort of like a defiant response those that obviously wasn't its purpose that despite Vince's wishes it's still wrestling to us and if we want wrestling news and talk well we know what website to go to. Great coverage all around on Sunday night, guys. Thanks again to Trey, Mark the Shark, Boom Boom, Internet Dave, UJJ, and the sixth man of mania for now, who I'd call WNL sign guy, Rigo44. Props to you, man. All of y'all have a great night. Peace, L Train. So, so does this mean that TNA is now the top wrestling company in America? No, that means ROHs. Uh, according to Hulk Hogan, they are, yes. I do want to say... Go ahead, Crowley. Hulk Hogan changes his mind every two seconds. He's on-created, he's off-created, he's on-created, he's off. 
And then we get Kurt Angle saying that he's, that he's the one that runs all the matches past himself. So Hulk Hogan needs to stop drinking his own Kool-Aid. Carry on. Hulk, Hulk Hogan is training the little people to wrestle right now. So I don't know what Hulk's doing. Um, but uh, I do want to say, Jay, did a great job on covering WrestleMania this past weekend. Um, it was great listening to you guys definitely talk about it. Um, and the Wrestling News Live sign, I went back and watched WrestleMania. It was actually on there twice. Um, right as soon as the match ended, uh, it was on there a little bit. And then when they were fully on Taker, we saw the full sign. Um, I definitely want to give props to Rigo for that. That was a great job, dude. Uh, even though the sign was taken after you went to go get a beer or whatever, um, good job on that. We definitely, uh, I definitely was proud to see WrestlingNewsLive.tk at WrestleMania. The, you know, the funny thing about that whole scenario, and, and again, big props to Rigo. That was uh, a hell of a risk, man, to to do that at a WrestleMania and risk getting you and, and your, your kids thrown from the event. But, uh, you know, well worth it, in my opinion. I'm glad nothing happened to him. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, when you talk about wrestling being taken out of WWE, I guarantee you that uh, that's totally going to be edited out of the DVD. I shit you not. It will definitely not be there in the DVD release. No, I think it, the best part of that whole broadcast was Dave mocking out like a three-year-old girl. Holy shit, there it is! Well, that's just Dave for you, though. That's, yeah, that's what he does. <laughs> that's a usual for Dave. Anyway, our, um, our final email of the night. Hang on one second before we go. Uh, your final email of the night. This one comes to us from ZMG in chat. And yes, I'm not in chat anymore. I had to close my window down, in case you're wondering. Uh, what's going on, guys? It's ZMG. I was wanting your thoughts on the WWE cuts in the near future. Knowing the WWE, they will yet again release a lot of good talent. I think personally, if I was with the WWE, which God knows I don't want to be, I would release the guys who don't work that good and keep up the, the good working talent. But knowing the WWE, they will release the women. They will, okay. They will release some good talent and keep the guys who the women cheer and fantasize about and the kids mark out for. And release the wrestlers, all caps, to keep them so-called entertainers. That's the problem. Another thing is that no wrestling company should ever have a top guy or main man. Because the other, wrestler, the other wrestlers will suffer for it. Uh, but with TNA, Hogan is the main man. And that's sad to say coming from a guy who can barely even walk, let alone wrestle. Same thing with Cena. At least he isn't 60 years old and he can walk. But hey, like it or hate it, which I hate it, I hate Cena, is the face of WWE at the present time. And at least when he can't even walk, he won't try wrestling out again. Even Hogan isn't wrestling at the moment. It's sad to say that his last match is with TNA. And it's sad to say 20 years ago, Hogan was a top guy. And still to this day, in the Bush Leagues of Wrestling, he is a top guy. Thanks. Keep up the good work as always, ZMG. I'm trying to figure this out because... I know there was a uh, possibility of cuts, and I definitely have been thinking about that some. And I think a lot between, of the, the what's between that? twelve and fifteen cuts is it, it, what they're expecting. Between twelve and fifteen cuts. I think we'll see a lot of developmental talent get cut. Um, there's definitely some guys who were on the way up that we definitely haven't heard of a lot recently. Um, Ted DiBiase, uh, I. I don't want to see him cut, but after the the barrel he got from Triple H, I don't know if that was punishment for something he did. 
Um, I know his father has pushed for him to kind of do some more stuff, and that may have been the what came out of that was Triple H basically destroying him and saying, you're mine now or whatever. But um, Ted DiBiase, if, if they fire him, uh, I'm pretty sure his dad will walk right behind him. Well, you know what? I don't think that's going to happen. I've got one final email that I want to read, and we've got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> this, one, uh, this one comes to us from someone I've never heard from before, and it's uh, called Just Saying. I am the Trey Dog, and I am awesome. <laughs> also, Angle's most recent interview is over 3K or 3,000K on our archive and over 3,000K on YouTube. Kevin Nash is also close to that with coverage on YouTube as well. Interesting note on the Nash Hall interviews on YouTube. They are rated with thumbs up and thumbs down, and they are 100% thumbs up right now. People that don't listen or didn't know about us enjoy the interviews. More on this on Monday on WNL. Off to watch the Gilmore Girls, Trey Dog. I, I half expected that to come from our British boy, but Trey, really? Really? Yeah, because... I- I was actually looking around YouTube the other day, and I was like, just like typing in random stuff. And I thought, oh, Kurt Angle interview. I wonder who it is. And I was like, fuck off! It's from Wrestling News Live. Like, I, I can't remember who who the company are, but they've got up clips from the Scott Hall interview, the Nash interview, yeah, it's, the it's, Angle interview. It's TV tracks, and they not only do they do uh, different interviews from WNL, but they're also getting them from like In Your Head Online and stuff. So, you know what? I don't have a problem with anybody putting my stuff up on YouTube as long as they credit me. And so far, TV Tracks does credit, so I, I have no complaints. I did put a link to the the Astro Direct archive in the comments section. I'm not sure they removed it, but because you, you actually can't put um, URLs, so you have to put like dots between like the www dot. Right. So right. Now there was a bit of news I just saw on Twitter, and like it involves Scott Hall. We said earlier that apparently he. Uh, like had a low, low blood levels over the weekend, according to Scott um, Hoy, um, who was at a show with, with him tonight. He was extremely uh, he being Scott Hall was extremely drunk at a show tonight, uh, and couldn't sign autographs or take photos with fans because he was so drunk and needed help to be moved from ringside. Now, was he security. was he drunk or was he over medicated? Apparently, he was drunk. Okay, well. Again, I just relied on eyewitness reports here. Yeah. Well, this is a report from a fan that Scott Hoy retweeted. I hate to hear that if, if Hall is kind of falling off the wagon, but, you know, remains to be seen. Yeah, it's definitely sucks for, for him. I mean, I'm a huge fan of of Scott Hall. I mean, the outsiders, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, all that was just just great, and then the heard stories that came out from that. I mean, having to bring like a keg to uh, the grill position for Hall to actually go out and wrestle, and then come back. I mean, stuff like that was kind of it, it kind of pulled me down a lot, and I'm really it really sucks to hear that because I would love to see another run with Hall as Razor Ramon. That's that's not uh, gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. I know. I know. It's just one of those things because I saw when we saw Diesel come out. I was really hoping for Razor Ramon to be right behind him, but right. just one of those things. Well, I hate to end the show on such a downer, but uh, that's that's horrible news about Hall. I, you know, uh, regardless, you know, obviously he's put it out there that he needs the help, and you know, I hope that he gets the help that he needs. And 
you know, he's always got a safe place to uh, to talk about his problems here on this network. So I just wish him the best, and hopefully we'll talk to Hall soon and find out how he's doing. But uh, on that note, on behalf of the fucking foreign kid, Chris Kelly, headlocks to headlines.com. On behalf of the sensational sequel, on behalf of Charles Shane, on behalf of everyone who called in tonight, and even on behalf of the trade dog who uh, sent us an email. And guys, we'll see you next week. Obviously, right here, same baddie time, same baddie host on the SNS Radio Network for another edition of Unplugged, 10.30 Eastern, 8.30 Mountain Standard Time. Don't forget this Monday, Wrestling News Live returns to the airwaves with myself and the Trey Dog. Tuesday, another edition of the CauseCast with Charles, Shane, and myself. Wednesday, the Pro Wrestling Rewind returns. I'm JJ Sexay, and you've just been unplugged. Good night, everybody. Unplugged for life. Американская фирма Transceptor Technology приступила к производству компьютеров персональный спутник.
If I could have your attention, please. I've just been informed that JJ Sexay has left the building. <laughs> 